Welcome to the Flicky Podcast, where even good films get bad reviews. I am your host, Chris, and I am joined with, as always, the star of the Flicky Podcast, Mr. John. How are we doing? Feeling pretty good. Feeling good? Is it because it was your birthday or just in general? Just in general. I I did have a good birthday, though. I mean, I have a birthday dinner tonight and a birthday dinner tomorrow, and then I'm going to Florida for a week, so I'm escaping the, the cold that's come on strong here in new york yeah big city i'm i'm a little jealous but you should be uh yeah yeah usually thanksgiving here is always cold i don't know why yeah it's never nice no um let's get right into it well actually before we get right into this uh classic movie that we're about to review i had i started a thing last week a segment that i'm calling ask john Oh, nice. We have. I should. I. I meant to this week actually research the question you asked me last okay, week. You can do you it. Just reminded me. You could be like, listen, I got it. I got it, and, we'll, and people might not know yeah, if yeah. they're going right into it, but who cares? Um, we have. We are not endorsed by anybody. Hopefully, uh, FTX can endorse us. Yeah, that'd be nice. That would be great. That would, that would be awesome. But you know, at least give us some infamy. Yes. You know, a little bit. Of, a little bit of fake clout. I would. I would love that. Um, but this uh, week's question I have for you is rank Quentin Tarantino's films from worst to best. From worst to best. From worst to best. It's just easier to go from best to worst because I'm going to think of the best ones first. Uh, we need the drum roll, though. We need yeah, that. yeah. Um, worst is Death Proof. I think that's okay. an easy one. Uh, I let me pull out his films. Pull Second, out his films. It's easier that way. Yes. Let's just do that. Um, we can always cut this if it sounds too long, but I'll try to entertain everybody. I am going to have trouble picking the best. It's between two films. Okay. Oh, no. You know what? Um, and this might be controversial. I. Oh, actually, it's not. Okay. His worst is uh, Hateful Eight. Okay. His next worst is Django. Okay. His next worst is Death Proof. All right. We're in the same ballpark. We have exactly the same last bottom. Three. Yeah. Um. Then Jackie Brown. I'm not. A, I'm. I know people like to talk about how it's his great serious film. I don't. I. I think I found it boring. Okay. Um. And it is Elmore Leonard novel, who's a fantastic writer. So that makes. I've never read the book. Okay. So it's called but, Rum Punch. Yeah. Right. Um. Uh. But Elmore Leonard is such a so beautiful with language that it, mm-hmm. it, maybe it's not fair to compare it. But I I, I didn't love the film. Um, next, we're gonna go with uh, Kill Bill Volume Two. Okay. And then Kill Bill Volume One, but that's tight. Yeah, that's tight. I do like both those films. I mean, now we're getting into good movies. I I do like Kill Bill Volume One and Two, and Jackie Brown is not a bad film. Um. Then we're going to go with Reservoir Dogs. Okay. Then we're going to go with uh, Pulp Fiction. Okay. This is where it's going to get hard. Are we going to count True Romance in there? No, right? The, no. The, the, he just wrote that. I really like True Romance. That's gonna That would be up there. Um, you know what? We're going to go with Inglorious Bastards. And we're going to, I think Once Upon a Time in Hollywood, his latest film, is Quentin Tarantino's best film. I think it's a great culmination of his skills interests um at the end of the day quentin tarantino is a man who's defined by his love for cinema mm-hmm. and he's at his best when he's making movies um obviously his movies are known for 
being pastiches pastiche is that how you pronounce the word a pastiche i never p-a-t-i-s-t-i-c-h-e yeah i think or homages to other films and so making a movie about movies is uh tarantino at his best and his most comfortable and i think that becomes clear in what's put in time in hollywood um yeah so i i think that's his uh best film all right interesting Uh, okay should we throw it back to you what do you what do you think i would actually be interested to know uh so the bottom three are the same yeah um you could sort of move those around i think the hateful eight i think is his worst movie i think so too um and then Django would be higher if it wasn't for the ending um yeah no Django. i think the third act absolutely ruins the film yeah and then uh death proof yeah um and oh, then so the exact same order right that's now. the exact same order um then i would do reservoir dogs okay then i would do kill bill volume one yeah then so you just think two is clearly better i think two is better and then i would do kill bill volume two what else what am i missing then now we got Pulp Fiction and Glorious Bastards, Once Upon a Time in Hollywood, and Jackie Brown left. Uh, Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. You think Jackie Brown's better than Once Upon a Time in Hollywood? Pulp Fiction. Okay, I got a follow-up question. So. Uh, Jackie Brown and then uh, Inglorious Bastards. Why do you think Jackie... What's, what's so good about Jackie Brown that it's the second best film? I think it's actually probably his most mature movie. That's what everybody says. It. Uh, so what if it's mature? It's boring. Okay, it's mature. Oh, I'm not, I'm not bored by that movie at all. I just. Don't, I'm fascinated uh, by it, actually. Oh man, I do, maybe I got to rewatch it. I, I, I just don't find it, it. It's fine. The movie's fine. It's. I a think Samuel Jackson film. is really good in it. I think so too. I think De Niro is good in it. I think all the actors are good in it. I think Pam Greer's good. His actors are always good though in his films. Yeah, well, he knows how to cast movies. You know what I mean? Yeah. Uh, I just like this. I like the story. I think it's an interesting story about like low rent people who like this is everything. Everything is tied into this one thing. And it's really in the grand scheme of things. It means nothing. Yeah. I just, I don't know. I, I even the filmmaking itself, the style, the tone, I, I just find it kind of pedestrian. I don't know. Oh no. I, I, I it's very nineties. Uh, it's very like nineties independent uh, filmmaking. Uh, but I, I don't know. I just always liked it. I mean, I think maybe I always, uh, swerved right when others swerved left or I swerved left when others swerved right, because like that movie never really got, uh, for a very long time. I don't know about now really, but I remember growing up when people would talk about Quentin Tarantino, that was like the forgotten movie. And I yeah. always, and I always found it to be, you know, I thought it, I found it to be a like. It's not as groundbreaking as as Pulp Fiction, but I just at all. But I just feel like it was something that was built on on top of that and, and made better. Yeah, I, you know, that's just my opinion, though. I mean, listen, I haven't watched it in a long time, so I would have to. Re-watch I watched it, it a couple months ago. Right, so maybe I'd feel I I would feel differently in some way, whether it's better or worse. Yeah. Um, but among film fans, like among the mainstream, no one knows what Jackie Brown is. But among the film really, fans, no. this is. This is a recurring comment on Jackie Brown. It just feels a little, little edgy. Oh, I didn't. I didn't like, need him for myself. I, no, I, I thought this myself. I, I believe you, but like a yeah. lot of people are like, "Yo, Jackie Brown's his best movie. It's his mature film. No one talks about it." What's yet. interesting about it is that he 
it's kind of, I mean, it's pretty much lifted from, it's almost like No Country for Old Men. He didn't really write too much different from Rum Punch. He yeah. kind of just, I mean, he put his own things in it, but like, he really kind of kept what, you know, what Elmer Leonard right. was doing, I which just, is kind of surprising knowing. Well, he loves him. Elmore Leonard though, so oh, he yeah. really respects yeah. him. Yeah. Um, I don't know. I It's just, uh, it feels the least Tarantino, which is a good, it can be a good thing, but I guess his, I, I I don't see what made him Tarantino in that film so much. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, he can over... I think Hateful Eight is a good example of him parodying himself yeah. as opposed to growing as a filmmaker. Uh, I think Once Upon a Time in Hollywood represents a growth or at least a culmination of his growth. Mm-hmm. Um, and that just felt like... The, it's movies like that and Pulp Fiction where it's like only Tarantino could have made that film. Yeah. Uh, and this is what makes him such a great entertainer. I mean, you know, not the his films aren't necessarily deep and edifying. And in that sense, maybe Jackie Brown edges out a lot of his other films, but um, ultimately is a piece of cinema. I, you know, I think Tarantino's contribution is better reflected in other movies, but I got to rewatch it. I, I, I liked the film when I saw it. I remember liking it. Yeah. Um, I just didn't think it ranked up there with his best. No, that's fine. At the time, that's, but, I think yeah. that's fair criticism. That's fine. Uh, all right, so we got that. I always want. I just wanted to know that. I, I, Did you I'll, watch a Tarantino movie recently? No, no, no. I was trying to think of questions to ask you. Oh, so gotcha. I thought like the sequel question last week. Right. I right. have a, I have a few that I you know that will go over the weeks that I'll ask you. Yeah. Um, so we'll go right into it. Right into the 1989 cult classic film Roadhouse. Yeah, doing another 80s day. We're having a we're having an 80s kick. Oh yeah. Uh, I have to say, I haven't enjoyed myself watching a movie in a very long time. Let me tell you, I agree. <laughs> and uh, this it, movie it, isn't really a movie, but holy shit, is it entertaining? It's a it's <laughs> it's it, bad. Don't get me wrong. Listen, it's not one of those films where I'm like, how did this movie? Because this movie made a lot of money for for the budget. Um, and it made a lot of money through, uh, through video cassette, video cassette and rentals. Yeah. Um, so this movie was a hit. Uh, and, you know, I'm the type <clears throat> that gets annoyed when certain terrible films where I'm like, really, this movie was a giant hit? This piece of garbage? Like Cliffhanger yeah. is a good example. Yeah. That movie was a hit. And I'm like, you should die. I mean, this is <laughs> this is terrible. Yeah. This is an awful reflection of the world in which we live. Um <laughs> And the world is run by Satan. But <laughs> this wasn't one of them. Because I'm watching this movie and I'm like, this is a lot to talk about that we're going to get into. And it's a f- stupid movie. Oh, yeah. Uh, but it's fun. Yes. And it isn't a movie that takes itself seriously. No. So, like, it it hits a tone. It's got a style. Um, it knows the cast it has. And it pretty much highlights them to their max. Uh-huh. Um, in terms of Swayze and Elliot specifically. Yep. Um, and it moves. This is a two-hour film almost, an hour 50-something, and it flew by. I, I Usually with, with these films, because I get busy, I'll sit down and watch them for like 30, 40 minutes at a time, uh-huh. break it up over the days. I watched it all in one sitting. It just kind of flew by. I watched by it all in one sitting, but I, I, I'll I, somewhat disagree with you. I felt like it kind of dragged. Oh, you But did. I still had fun. I'll be yeah. honest, I didn't, I did not Towards the, the end, drag. I was like, mainly, and this is mainly the, why, and that's because there's really no story. So I'm yes. trying, so as I'm watching it, I, I was pausing to see, like, how much time do we have left? Because it, this is a collection of scenes threaded together incoherently, really, story-wise. Threaded story together wise. with the 
base outline of a cliche hero villain plot. Oh, this is like this is like this movie is like watching old SNL skits where it it starts off straight and then the next it's like it just becomes more campy, more right. farcical, uh, more ironic as the movie goes on. So right. we start at a crazy stupid place in this movie. It just starts off dumb. And yeah. at, once you realize it's, it's a stupid film. Yes, once it's you realize it's dumb, <laughs> dumb people. Once like you a, realize it's, it's a dumb shitty. movie. Yeah. It's it's the it's the It's nonsensical. It doesn't make right. sense. It's the it's dumb jock of films. Yeah. yeah that's you know a good I mean? way. <laughs> it's a good way of saying it. Like he's an this guy's an idiot. Like this is a dumb film. Oh yeah. Um oh yeah. It's I so can't Yeah, well it. let's talk about why it starts off stupid. So He's so Patrick Swayze is a bouncer at a bar, a cooler, a cooler, a cooler. You know, basically the head bouncer. He's the head of security, essentially, yes. right? Correct. Um, which apparently in the eighties was a highly sought after job. I'm you sure. had if you got the head bouncer, the best cooler in the country. Yeah, your bar was a hit, apparently. Okay. Uh, yeah, and he probably wasn't making only one hundred and ten thousand dollars like this movie's showing you. Right. Well, no, I actually think he's making way more at eighty nine dollars than he should. They're making this guy seem like you. No, could, but you're poaching. But you're. What are you doing? You're poaching, like you're poaching hotshot lawyers from a top corporate law firm. But he's what, a bouncer, bro. Yeah, but he should. If you're the top of the top, as this is trying to portray. Yeah, the top of the top in Kansas. No, he's in New York in the beginning of the movie. Which, by the way, is not New York. That, does that not was not New York. York. No. I did not know that was that New was... York. How do we know that's New York? Did they say it? It's everything. Every synopsis I've read, starting off in New York. Uh, really? It looks like fucking cowpoke to me. But Oh, you're right. It's New York City. It looks like Nebraska. It's the flat, that's the flattest New York City I've ever seen in my oh, life. Oh, that's awful. I, I, could, that I would... can almost see the tumbleweed coming through the cars. I thought it was Midwest, dude. Oh, yeah, because it was filmed in the Midwest. That yeah, was that's, not... that's, well, that's another criticism of the movie. I that was not in New York, the, the beginning scene anyway. But listen, when he gets the offer from uh, KY Jelly Man, yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> It's only five, so it's five thousand dollars, right? So that's five thousand dollars up front, and then right. five hundred dollars every day. Let's say he works only five days a week. That's twenty five hundred dollars. Twenty five hundred dollars times fifty two. He's not. You would think that he he is the original Jake Tapper. You would think he would get more money for his services if he's the top of the top of the country. I'm I'm be honest. First off, there's no top of the country bouncer. There's not a network of bouncers where you could know. But this movie's trying to make it seem. Well, that's why. That's why. That's it why you have make to. Sense. No, and I'm gonna be stupid. honest. I think that's too much money. The guy's got some bump, bump fuck, lives in some bump fuck town and has a bar there, and he's gonna pay <laughs> one bouncer a hundred thousand dollars a year in cash. Yeah, that's straight cash, and that's in nineteen eighty nine. That's great money, dude. The guy's making like Don't... probably quarter million dollar salary as a bouncer, and what does he do? He's he's Dalton. Come on, he's Dalton. He is the man. How dare you? Uh, so yeah, we start off in New York City. He's a he's the cooler. We see yes. it's a it's a hot happening place. Um, Where fights break out all the time. It's very, <laughs> plenty of bars and clubs back in the day. How many fights would you see break out? I saw two in my life. I mean, come on. I saw two. I've seen maybe four. Yeah. And they ended immediately. Yeah. Yeah. Like unless I, I saw a couple get taken outside and then the cops came, but like they were outside, so you, it's not your job anymore. Yeah. Um. So. <laughs> Whatever, but he's the best at, at it, and the guy. So, 
Mm-hmm. A guy comes in, the KY Jelly Man comes in and says, hey, listen, I got a bar in Kansas City. This I'm is after he threw you. somebody out, though. And I want to highlight yes. this because this is the only time he actually threw someone out and actually uses his rules that we'll talk about later. Right. <laughs> the nice guy rules. The nice guy rules. <laughs> this man has nice guy rules that he doesn't follow throughout the whole right. movie. Well, this is an, and that's a, that's a good uh, example <laughs> of uh, sneak peeking to this movie getting dumber. Because it's yeah. actually kind of clever in the beginning. Like him, basically, instead of using his brawn, he does use his brains in the scene with the guys. Like, let's take it outside. Yeah. He's like, okay, fine. Yeah. And then he goes outside and he just goes, well, now you're out. Yeah. So I'm just going to walk back in. Exactly. It's like, oh, that's smart. Yeah. This guy's clever. Yeah. Okay. That's that's a good character reveal. Only time. Yeah. Only time he's clever about anything. Any t- other time, you just everybody kicks the shit out of each other. Only, with pool sticks. Only time. And I, I just wanted to highlight that before we go into actual, more plot details. Right. So, yeah. Go on. Continue. So, KY Gentleman's like, hey, listen, I got this bar. I came into some money, but I have this <laughs> failing bar where... Uh, this man know, looks like he has STDs flying off him. I mean, this guy looks like he's, he's got yeah he looks like he's about to sell you a car tap yes car salesman hold it yeah. i like i thought this guy was gonna be the villain oh yeah when i for, when i was watching this i was like, I was like the bad guy right this this is i thought he was like pinky ring wearing yeah. mob affiliated baddie who's, like who's gonna try to set him up for something right That's you're what clearly I a, this is a dirt bag oh he's deaf that and guy like, looks like a dirt bag. even the way i read it is like he jerks Swayze, off in front of child's children yes schools, that's what it seems schools. like and like even swayze his Dalton, his character, I got the sense of like he basically gave him this ridiculous fee, five grand up front, five hundred bucks a night, because I don't really want to work for you because you're mm-hmm. a sleazeball. Yeah, and he's clearly a and sleaze- I have to go to he's Jasper. This, yeah, he's even got this creepy smile. Oh yeah, like the smirk, the chiclets, like, the chiclet teeth. Yeah, yeah. And I'm yeah. Like, you're, the only thing missing is a is a little sm- tiny mustache. Yeah. Dude, I literally had the thought, oh, we got introduced to the villain right away. Yeah. Okay. Not the villain. He's a good guy, apparently. This man is... He is, I mean... He's got nothing to... It really, he's he's a MacGuffin, almost. The thing is, we don't really know a lot of the characters in this movie. Correct. Uh, so he's like... He's just kind of there. Right. Uh, he's the proprietor of the Double Deuce, which we'll go into. But yeah, very creepy. Uh, very oily. Uh, just... I, I, he, he gives maybe, me maybe ill feelings. Him that, to throw the audience off? Maybe it was like a bait and switch to misdirect us, to make it seem like he's going to be the bad guy, and then we'll switch over to the actual bad guy. And this I guy's don't know, man. I think, I think they looked at their budget, and they're like, oh, man, we're paying Sam Elliott, we're paying Patrick Swayze, and we're paying Ben Gazzara. Uh, let's let's just find a, a dope off where, the street. Where this uh, this guy was this minimum? guy this guy I, was in a, an NBC show. Okay, well I guess we'll yeah, get it was him. probably something like that. But yeah, uh, doesn't make sense. Weird. Um. So anyway, so he leaves, takes the job, goes to. But beforehand, he uh-huh. gives his old car, the car he's driving, randomly uh, to a homeless man. You can keep it. I mean, this is. I mean, fucking too cool for school. Dalton. I didn't understand it until. A little bit later, but I was just like, "What the fuck is going on here?" You know what kind of vibes I got from this film when it was we need to make like him that? seem like a good guy too much. That's, well, also ugh. like he doesn't care about material things. Yeah, I mean, like uh, we'll, we'll get to this later in the in the movie, but uh, I'll just I'll just uh, jump the gun a little here. Uh, Dalton is every woman's fantasy yeah. and everything men want to be. He's <laughs> sexy. He's smart. He's tough. He's clever. He's mysterious. He's sensitive. He's spiritual. He's respectful. He's heroic. He's virtuous. He's kind. 
He's got all these great attributes. Yes. He can kick ass. He can certainly he kick graduated ass. graduated from NYU, a philosophy degree. Philosophy. He's a thinker. But, and also, Which we never see him think. And he doesn't okay. actually, yeah, one. Two, he's like, he doesn't actually like to fight, but yeah. he fights all the time in the film. <laughs> yeah. He's got a stupid line later where he goes, no one ever wins a fight. <laughs> really? Oh, this is him being philosophical, by the way. Really? No one ever wins a fight? Yeah. You sure? Do you think? Do you watch your own? Did you watch your own film? Do you think he does the Bull Durham, and when he has uh, the doctor tied to the bedpost, and he's about to, you know, go to town, he starts just reading like so philosophical quotes <laughs> yeah. to her to get her wet. Yeah, that, that, that's like, what it seems the like. The unexamined life is not worth living. Right. Oh, oh, like oh my God, he's so smart. Oh, yeah. like when I was when when the well, I'm I'm sorry to cut you off, but like when he's reading what like I think is like fucking Immanuel Kant. When before the like the the party happens across the the pond, I'm Is just he? like something. Like, he's wearing, he's reading a philosophical book, and I just wrote <laughs> I wrote down originally like crime and punishment because that's just the like that's just like yeah the, yeah yeah it's whatever an easy, that's an easy, that's one, an easy yeah. joke to make. But like yeah, he's reading like like a philosophical book. Because the man is developed in all realms of human and I endeavor. thought that was like he's this the is weird masculine ideal. That's what this is like. He he can't. He's the kind of guy that like <laughs> is great at everything. He's good at everything. Oh yeah, yeah. Um, so so wait. So he goes. Yeah, he goes after he gives the homeless yes. guy his car. Oh right. So the homeless guy the car thing. This is the vibes I was getting. Yeah, it's like Miami Vice when Miami Vice was out and like <laughs> they showed how these guys are just narc narcotics officers. Yeah, but they're driving fucking Ferraris. Or Ferraris. They got pristine suits. They. Yeah live in pristine places and this became a trend now with cop movies you'll see it like bad boys is a good example i remember mm -hmm. even being young watching bad boys and looking at the house that will smith's character lived in mm -hmm. or the apartment rather in miami yeah and i'm like what did this guy have this guy must have had rich parents you can't afford this <laughs> on a cop salary this doesn't make sense well you could afford it on a cop cop salary if you're skimming off the that's what i'm saying you gotta be you're if you're a crooked cop yeah uh Felt that way with Dalton. Like, really? Uh, like, how rich are you? He's got this Mercedes, too. Nice and like, Mercedes. You're giving away a car? Yeah. Why? Why? Well, first off, you're going to bump up. We, I think we figure out why later on. What's the why? Because he doesn't want his really nice Mercedes ever fucking dinged up by the batshit crazy people he has to deal with. So he always gets, like, an older car that's kind of, like, beat up. And they, Yeah, but why did he have the Mercedes to begin with, then? So he can actually travel from place to place. That's his real car. Oh, okay. So he so can't he, put it in a garage. That's why he hides it. Well, that he he brings it to Santa Cletus's uh, ranch, right? And but, hides it. Yeah, but he gives the other car away. Yeah, because he doesn't care. Those cars mean nothing to him. Those are his <sighs> junk cars to get to get you know fucked up. Yeah, yeah. Okay, so uh, he comes to Missouri. Yeah, goes into Missouri. the Zora. Goes into the double deuce. So this is the bar he's supposed to take over, and we see right away why he was hired. It's a complete dump oh it's a, a it's a cliche of a dive bar cliche of a dive bar giant warehouse dive bar basically it's a huge dive bar yeah there's a live band with chicken behind the cage, around them yeah. behind the cage this is also now we know why happening. stevie wonder wears transition glasses correct um because the kid is blind it's actually a good band uh I, i'm guessing they were a real band in real life jeff healy band yeah okay uh, i think i think al pacino based his sensible woman performance on him oh really no Oh, oh. <laughs> that was just a big joke. <laughs> That's funny. Uh, but the kid, uh, this is also why I thought the other bar was in the Midwest because he knows the kid. Everyone knows each other. 
that's, all that's why this other. is all crazy. They all know Dalton. No, so everyone knows from... Dalton and Wade. Yeah. As and as if these guys the are the Beatles cooler. of coolers. Yeah. Well, it's another thing too. They have this his like he killed the guy, you know, like yeah. oh, in Memphis. Yeah. And so he's working in Memphis. He's now in Missouri. All the people from Memphis and Missouri apparently know him. He's got a reputation, but he was working in New York City. Yeah. That's why I never thought it was New York City. That's yeah. so weird. And even the kid who's got like, it's basically a country rock band, sort of. Like they're they're they twangy were, southern band, so at least in the film. This, mo- this movie they're, really leans heavily in the 80s. Because uh, blues music got big in the eighties, right? Again, because blues, people who grew up in the fifties fucking loved blues music, so like there was an explosion and has that eighties blues sound. Yeah, which is it was like the fabulous Thunderbirds were playing every song. Right, exactly. Which is fine, but I'm saying that's not the band that would have been playing in New York City. Oh, absolutely. Well, a really a blues band. No, in the heart but they of had New City they had a, a they had a blues band playing in the in the band. That's band. why it's yeah. not New York City. But that's why it doesn't make sense that it's it is New York, New York City. City. <laughs> wow, uh, that's shocking. That's really, what's more shocking to... is that I'm supposed to believe that everyone fucking knows who a cooler yeah, is no, everywhere. Exactly. He's just a bouncer. Why, why does this guy have a such a reputation? That's what but I'm that's saying. why once you once you sense. once you realize, okay, this is really dumb. That there's no such thing as any of this, and we're just gonna have to go along with the ride. Such an enjoyable film. That's true. I mean, here's the thing. This because that's the film just dumb, was right? It's really dumb, but the film just lets you know right away. Oh, yeah. This is what this movie is. Yeah. So get used to it. And you know what? You get used to it. It's like, oh, yeah. okay. He's got a reputation. That makes no sense. Yeah. Oh, he's a cooler. All the coolers know each other around the country. That makes no sense. Yeah. Some bumfuck idiot bouncer number six. I can understand knows... the cooler from the Bellagio being known. Yes. Right. I can, exactly. I can understand that. And he would, been, he would be known among the other coolers and bouncers in the city. Sure. Not across the state, not across the country, rather. Yeah. That doesn't make any sense. No. Do you know what I mean? He's a LeBron James. Right. That's what I'm saying. It's it's like it's it's a giant professional organization. Yeah. Like this is the UFC and he's got a reputation from the smaller organization promotions. No, it doesn't. You know, no one's following this guy. No. Um, But yes, you buy it right away. I mean, that that actually is. I mean, I, I do genuinely appreciate about the film that it doesn't hide. That it's it's just stupid off the bat. It's just yeah. letting you know what this. Oh movie yeah, that's is. what I'm saying. It just it starts off at a very stupid place, and we just get stupider and stupider and stupider, right. and we're just fucking okay with that because it's awesome. Yeah. So um, yeah. so we get to this terrible bar. Um, doesn't even really make sense. It's as busy as it is. I guess the only thing I could think of is it's, it's a mess. It's the only big bar in town. It's the only one where it has live music. That that's how I rationalize it to myself. Uh-huh. One, two, like what? way too many attractive women at okay. a bar like this. You literally took the words right out of okay, my mouth. I literally wrote, no, I'm sorry. What beautiful women would come to this bar who are on oh, yeah. complete trash? Oh, yeah. Well, what beautiful hotties. women are coming to this bar? And let me tell you, hotties with te- if these hair. women, if we're even going to go with this is the only bar in town, guess what? These women would have moved. They oh, yeah. They would have gone to the nearest city and they'd be going to the bars there. Or they wouldn't be looking like that. Or they wouldn't be looking like that. That makes no sense. There's mm-hmm. not one unattractive woman in this entire oh yeah film basically. I don't think and there was natural they, breasts in that scene. Yeah, I don't. Th- I think you're right <laughs> at all. All blonde bimbos. Yeah, in Jasper, Missouri, yeah. or wherever they are. Yeah, Jasper, a fucking suburb out outside Kansas City. They yeah, say. yeah, makes no sense. Yeah, no uh, sense. so many good-looking women. There are uh, fights everywhere. 
uh, who's uh, drug dealers, drug dealers, uh, the head cooler who is Terry Funk, who is awesome in this movie. Love Terry. He Funk. doesn't give a fuck about what's going on. No, he just wants. He's there. He wants to fight. He just wants to start. He's a, like the they're brothers. I don't give a shit that they're fighting. Who's fucking? Uh, who uh, probably during their breaks? Like it, it's 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 Sodom and Gomorrah. Yeah, I mean, and it, there's just so little that makes sense. So yeah, <laughs> if this because the thing is though they keep it benign too. If this was the type of bar where people get into fights all the time, there would be murders. Yeah. There would be stabbings. There would be blood feuds because yeah. any things that get worse get worse, and things that are good uh, stay good or get better. So mm-hmm. if you get a bar that has a reputation for constant fighting and bloodshed, Yeah. guess what? That's going to attract the worst of the worst, and it's just going to get seedier and seedier. Like this bar, you can't have everybody fucking each other up, and then at the same time, it's a fun time, and normal people can go ha- just have a good time there too. Here's why this movie also doesn't make sense. KY Jellyman, after he buys this the double deuce, if he's going to have Dalton come and fix it, yeah. he's shutting the double deuce down yes, and having a grand opening. Correct. It's not. Correct. We're not going to walk you're in. Way you. That that makes <laughs> way too much sense for this film. You're you're not even in. But then the we don't have a movie, I guess. Correct. So. You're not even in the ballpark. Of <laughs> what this film is, the style of this movie. Yeah. So you're not even in the genre, my friend. <laughs> Sorry. So, but you're absolutely right. This bar would not be open. No. No way. Absolutely not. Especially the way it's been going on. So. With uh, the guy, he came all the way to New York City to get the fucking guy. It's how desperate he is. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Uh, so Dalton comes in and basically surveys, surveys the place, sees how terrible it is. Mm-hmm. Uh, we know that he knows the kid who runs the who who has the band. Yeah. Um, Lieutenant uh, Lieutenant Colonel Slade. Yeah. Right. And basically, KY Jellyman hires him and. He came into some money, never explains how, which we don't need the reason, whatever. Uh, rich Ant died. Um, <laughs> and apparently his – so his idea is he's going to put money into the bar, but he's mm-hmm. going to start with cleaning up the fights by getting a good – the best head of security, whatever, best cooler, yep. I should say, because that's the word they use. Mm-hmm. Um, so right away, Dalton starts uh, uh, bumping – bumping heads with people yeah, he and starts shit canning people yeah he starts just shaking things up yeah. and shit cans terry funk shit cans uh the girl the, the uh oh right the girl that was skimming shit cans the bartender that was skimming the who we'll get That's a little to. later yeah it's a little later um and shit cans the guy who gets caught fucking the girl in storage closet and we never see the guy again no and what my favorite part about that is that when he comes in and walks in and we see this guy uh, doing a doggy to a, a beautiful woman, uh, and we see his ass, and he's just going yeah. to town on her, and the light is shining on him, and he just doesn't stop. He doesn't even no, notice. no, he doesn't no- notice until Swayze says something. Yeah, I'm just so Dalton says something. <laughs> doesn't make sense. One, two. Let me tell you two. <laughs> if I saw, if I'm in the dark and I'm going to town on some woman, and all of a sudden light happens, I'm right. I'm panicking, especially if I'm at work. Yeah. Like, oh, shit. Oh, pull up your pants. Also, <laughs> yeah. what? here's the thing. I, I'm going to defend this guy here because I understand getting rid of Terry Funk. You have to get rid of him. Yeah. He was the head guy. He's yeah, the he was one ambivalent. That's, yeah, and he's going to lead. Uh, it. You're, you lead from the top down, right? Yeah. So if the head of the snake is uh, rotten, the head of the fish is rotten, the whole thing's rotten. Mm-hmm. So he's got to get rid of him because mm-hmm. like, he, he's clearly part of the problem. 
mm-hmm. but the rest of the bouncers he wants to teach. Mm-hmm. Uh, this guy has been working here for whoever long, but like this was such a dysfunctional, disgusting place anyway that this kind of shit was permitted. Yeah. So like, is it this guy's fault that he's? This is not obviously. He also said it was on his break. He's on his break one, so he's on he's not break. even on the job. I gotta get my uh, freak yeah. on. Yeah, and two, uh, no one probably gave a shit about this stuff. So no. all the all the if you're gonna obviously not because he said that, you're gonna be my regular Saturday night, which insinuates he has a regular Thursday night, exactly. a regular Friday night, right? Know? Or he Saturday night left town and he's yeah. got to find a new one. Yeah, right. So he could have been like, "Hey, listen, this we're done with this." Yeah, but he's like, "No, no, you're fired." So seems a little unfair. Seems a little unfair. <laughs> uh, Man's just trying to get his rocks. Yeah, off. but there's some bad. Di- I mean, even and this is earlier. This is the guy who's banging the girl. Uh, he goes to one <laughs> of the beautiful women and he goes, "What? What say me and you get nipple to nipple?" Yeah, it's a great line. Yeah, uh, <laughs> that works. That's that line has worked on zero percent of people. By the way, oh, you think zero? I might. I'm single, so I might work that. Yeah, you should try it. I um, I, I might get a, get arrested. I might get a drink thrown in my face. You but get arrested, but. <laughs> Uh, yes, or kicked out. If, if some girl, went, if you said that, some girl that she went to the like bouncer bartender and said, hey, he said this to me, they'd be like, uh, get him Wait, the fuck out of this bar. Hey, girl, can you come over here? Can I, can we go nipple to nipple? <laughs> yeah. You know you what? Yeah, really let's come to my place. Guy. Yes. Um, <laughs> so yeah, uh, so Dalton cleans things up. He gives his little speech. Did you want to get into that? Uh, what other Dalton's than philosophy is of being a cooler and very what, let's and very his, quickly get it because it's it's so, important kind <laughs> no it is important because this is Dalton is giving his speech this is uh, we actually jumped ahead a little this is before he fires uh no no, no he does fire Funk first right before he gives the speech it, right he in the same scene yeah so no it's in the same scene yeah, but yeah, like yeah. before he he fires them and he, he tells his philosophy on yes, how to so, run a bar and basically we are gonna this scene is important because we're <laughs> it's actually a, he's a, telling the rules of Fight Club. Thing. Yeah, but one, but more importantly, we're going to be highly uh, critical here and because as the audience, we are being, we've been just inundated with the fact that he's the best cooler in the business or among yes. the best. So it's like, what makes this guy so good? Yeah. This speech is going to define what makes him so good. Mm-hmm. Um, so anyway, you could take. He essentially just says uh, we have to be personal. It's kind of like the retail experience where you got to be nice. Uh, Do not ever fight in the bar and uh, be nice. Don't know how that's possible. And first uh, off, gets broken immediately again and again and again. uh, Broken, broken of the movie. Never. He (laughs) never escorts someone nicely out. (laughs) They never. They they should have had one scene. It is Throwdown City. (laughs) Right away, all the time. It's Roadhouse, baby. He. Patrick Swayze isn't going to talk to somebody in this movie like, hey, man, listen, this is really not good. You you must leave. Yeah. Uh, no, none of that happens. It is always, oh, we're going to fuck each other up now. Right. No, no. It's. So I'm going to take. It's Thunderdome, gonna, bitch. I'm, yeah. Welcome, <laughs> welcome to the cage. Yeah. I'm going to take my rules. I'm going to put them in the toilet. I'm going to flush <laughs> them down throughout this movie. Immediately. It's ridiculous. Right. Like, uh, give me one scene where he has to, where he. Uh, takes uh, the the temperature down a little bit, escorts yeah, them no, out, one, shows that he does, and then these people scene. are too rowdy now. I have to take things to my own five hands. Five seconds, yeah. five seconds here, five seconds there. Hey, buddy, you're done. Oh, but like, buddy, get out. Yeah. Okay, whatever, whatever. Yeah. Seconds. I'm sorry, you can come back next Saturday. Not good yeah. right now. You're too. Uh, you could have had drunk. six examples yeah. in sixty seconds. Yeah, 
<laughs> there's not one. This movie could have given it. Even towards the end where the villains, like uh, henchman, you know, uh, kid with the cross earring. Uh, oh, uh, uh, the uh, knockoff Sly Stallone? Yes. Yeah, that's actually what it looks like. So yeah. Sly Stallone, like he has the scene where he's got the pool stick and <laughs> I th- unless I'm mixing it up and Swayze like goes to his bouncers and basically is like, no, don't don't be hard on him. No, did, I took. Do you remember? I, no, I took it as like the five of us. You guys have to go in there and fight him now. I, I he, might be mixing he, up scenes. I, I, I might be mixing up when scenes. He's, but there's when there's he's doing scene, the ballet recital with the cool a, stick. Yeah. No, no, yeah. But there's a scene where Swayze basically tells his guys to stand down at a time where like it was not time to stand down. Like they should have just fought the guy. I'm trying to remember what it is, but I I, I can't right now. Okay. Um. But anyway, even that scene was moronic because it's like. <laughs> He's – oh, actually, no. He does t- – I'm sorry. You're right. So he does tell them to fight. Yeah. But my thought they was – surround him. He has a pool stick. Yeah. And he knows how to fight. Yeah. And Swayze obviously is going – you should know he knows how to fight because he's the rich guy's right-hand henchman. He's his number one henchman, dude. Listen, John. This is the Bruce Lee like, of Jasper, Missouri. Like every good leader, he sends the sheep out to get slaughtered. That's what I'm saying. That's It's exactly what it is. He's got a pool stick. You've ever held a pool stick person who wrote or directed this film? That is a weapon. That is a deadly weapon. Yeah. Uh, And, like, the guy's swinging it around, like, showing off. It's like, oh, this guy knows how to use this thing. Like, Bubba and Cletus just don't even know how to fight. You just taught them how to be bouncers a week ago. Yeah. Makes no sense. So, uh, anyway, we're we're fucking jumping ahead. It's okay. Um, But, so, he becomes head bouncer gives this whole philosophy about how um you gotta be nice up until you aren't nice yeah you can't until it's it's Um, too much you can't so basically it's like when do we know not to stop being nice well i'll tell you when exactly because i'm the boss yeah which i guess is fine is fair enough but like are are, are, this is a big bar they're not gonna be situations where dalton's busy or not around and like you you know you should also teach your bouncers to be discerning themselves but whatever um so anyway we've moved on for that so so then KY Jellyman isn't sorry. But then he moves to the barn where he was. So he, he's gonna live with Santa Cletus. Yes. So he's gonna live with the uh, yes yeah, Santa Cletus. Is a great way to put it. Um, very nice guy. He's got some folksy wisdom. He actually has some fun dialogue. I like the character. Uh, yes, but it's important because so this is kind of a shithole. He's living in a one room attic yes, barn. But the man is humble. He doesn't care about possessions. That's fine. He's basically an ascetic monk. That's, That's fine. That's Dalton. I get it. He's That's, a good guy. That is That's really a reflection cool. of his goodness. I, I don't care. That's fine. Uh, across the pond, 500 feet away is Mar-a-Lago. Yes. Yes. It makes sense. It's Xanadu. Yeah. <laughs> Where we are introduced to the villain of the film. Everything in this movie is within 300 feet of another thing. Yes. Yeah. So... Uh, the double the, deuce is next to the foil, uh, next to the fucking oil change place that gets blown up. We'll get right, into that across the street, which in is the middle of nowhere. Yeah, no, no, and then we have the, the fucking villain who is a multi-millionaire who runs this fucking has town, too much money. He's too like rich. he's Putin. Yeah, he's too rich. Is across the pond from a ramshackle barn. Yeah, correct. I guess we're supposed to believe that they where they can watch each other fuck. Kelly Lynch. Yeah. On the pool. In the pool. In the pool. On the roof. It don't matter. Yeah. Ben Gazzara is rocking on that chair, chomping on his cigar, probably jerking <sighs> off to it. Yeah. Uh, yeah, you're right. It's really It has to stupid. be said. That's why I had to bring up Santa Cletus because, like, it's 
I am not joking to our listeners. It is right across the pond. No, it's right across the pond. It's, it's crazy. literally across the pond. You could see it. Yeah. You don't need binoculars. You see it. It's, He's over there. It's He's wild. right over there. And <laughs> not only this, the Mar the Mar a Lago estate is <laughs> worth more than this entire town. Yeah. But like easily. Easily. Yeah. This is why and we're gonna get into it. We we text about it a bit. This is why this this plot makes no sense. It makes no sense that this villain would give a shit about any of this. No. He has too much money. He's act they actually made him too rich in the film. The house is too big. I'm bringing JC Penny here. Yeah. I mean the house is bigger than the town. Yeah. It's huge. So so we meet Looks like he's got a goddamn golf course on his on his property. Right. Um which he could. Yeah. He might. We yeah. don't know. We didn't see the whole damn property. No. Um, so basically, we get introduced to Benghazar. I don't know. What's the character's name? Oh. I mean, who gives a shit? But let's see if we can find God, it. What see is if it? I even write. Hold on, wait. Let's Wade see. is Sam Elliott. So uh, Wade, Sam Elliott. Oh, br- um, Wesley. Brad Wesley. Wesley. Brad Wesley. Yeah, okay, good. There we go. Uh, so Brad Wesley, rich guy, cliche, runs the town, controls the town, has his henchmen. People do whatever he wants. They basically all pay tribute to him. He is a piece of everybody in town. Yeah. Um, and he looks like he wears linen all the time. Yes, correct. Uh, let me tell you, Gazera pours his heart out in this film. <laughs> <laughs> it's a fun performance. Like, uh, he doesn't phone it in. Do you, do you hear that sound right now? It's Ben Gazzara chewing scenery in this movie. <laughs> Yo, he's a chewer, <laughs> my man. Oh, he eats it up. He acts his heart out. He's like, I'm going to. He gave have it. He fun gave it. Oh yeah, he gave himself like. He a, gave it a hundred. A New York, a New York Jewish accent. Yeah. Well, he they they throw a line out there where he grew up in Chicago, which explains why he doesn't sound like a hillbilly like everybody yeah. else, I guess. Yeah. Um. So so how does how does this idiot uh, get involved? Like, uh, how is it that? So let, let's just break it down. So we have the bouncer, the new head bouncer of a rundown ramshack yeah. uh, hooligan bar. Yeah. Uh, and the richest man in town, who owns basically the ple- complete town, cl- has a piece of the double deuce as well, um, basically runs the distribution of liquor throughout the town, which they say That was interesting. Yeah. Or at least he has connections, connections that he can control it. Yeah. Um, and which Dalton so, knows how to fix right away, but okay. Yeah, of course. Uh, let me take care of it. Uh, but yeah, and Dalton's just some bouncer who's living in a one-bedroom shithole across the pond. Why does this guy care? Well, we need a reason. So his, so basically, Dalton fires one of the bartenders because he's skimming off the top. Yep. And the bartender happens to be uh, Brad Wesley's nephew, like Casino. Yes, correct. So. Uh, Basically, it's nepotism, and mm-hmm. he's doing it in favor. He's like, "No, I got to give my nephew a job." Mm-hmm. Uh, that's really the best job you ne- you could get your nephew when you own the entire town too, and you're clearly rich beyond your memes. You could pay. There's no way you can't pay your nephew an allowance weekly. Yeah, and I mean, it'd be one thing if, again, like Wesley controls the town and has to infiltrate every part of it and he's like no no no, i need my nephew there to watch over things like yeah. kind of say that or something or imply that it's like yeah. no no no. my nephew i'm needs running a, job. a drug dealing operation through the double deuce yes my I mean, nephew has to complex, be involved but you're right but the thing is you have these are this, the for stakes this film, I'm saying. for the the for stakes this of this film of what is going on there it there is no reason any of this shit happened in this movie over I'm going to make the Double Deuce a nice place to go to. Correct. Correct. 
It doesn't make talk about taking a howitzer to what you didn't even think was a knife fight. Not only this, so it doesn't make sense that this guy's the main villain in terms of I mean, he's clearly an asshole piece of shit. That's fine. Yeah. But why does he take such interest in Dalton and the double deuce? This makes no sense. No. It doesn't even make sense that he would fuck things up when he owns the town. So like yeah. he And if he owns a percentage of the double he deuce would want and it, it makes more successful. money exactly so it doesn't he's not this isn't competition yeah every dollar that dalton would help them make would go into your yeah. pocket i would buy it more if he had another bar and he's trying that's to that's what it should be it, it could or be anything jelly man is getting together with his friends and they're trying to buy the town back from him or something do you know what i mean we could have gone so many different routes of why so many, shit happens and instead it's for no reason. No, it's no reason. There's no, There's reason, no reason why why the town goes to shit because no. over this. It is nuts. It's nuts. It makes no sense, and I'm all here for it because I loved it. Yeah, no, it's fun. It's fun. <laughs> Again, turn your brain off. <laughs> and the movie lets you know, the movie lets you know pretty quickly. It's like you're looking. Uh, you know, you're. You know, I, I mean, we literally have the Big Lebowski scene where there's a party. Yeah. I mean, I feel like the Coen brothers love Roadhouse. I, think so. they, I mean, they must have hired Gazera off that, right? Off it's that the same it scene. Same scene, same The only character. thing missing it's is almost, the trampoline. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's almost the same character. He's like a little softened. He's like just the L.A. version. In, <laughs> same in Big thing. Lebowski. They have to like love they it. They had to. They had to know <laughs> about this, this movie. I mean, they, they... Absolutely. There's a reason why they did it. Correct. Um <laughs> And the thing is, like, you're um, at least I was watching it, and I'm going, okay, we're gonna, because you could tell right away he's gonna be the villain. Yeah. But right away, I'm like, yeah, but how are we gonna get him to care? Like, why is he gonna care? About I'm Dalton? still, I'm still okay, thinking KY Jellyman is is with him kind of in a way. Yeah, I don't even it's know if so I was thinking weird. that at that point. I, I just, oh, the movie's I'm just, just kind of waiting. That that does make sense. Uh, but I'm just kind of waiting. Like, all right, how are we gonna connect him and Dalton? Oh, mm -hmm. we just are. Yeah. No, no, he just cares now. Yeah. The guy just has an interest in Dalton now. Like, yes. it, it literally, and, and I said this to you, like, if he was secretly in love with him, <laughs> it would make sense. I mean, seriously, and, like, spurn his advances, or the guy's, like, really closeted, and he doesn't want to admit that he's in love well, with him. Well, he certainly like, liked watching um, bare-chested Patrick Swayze oiled up and sweaty uh, doing his chai, tai, yeah. tai chi in his the morning. Tai chi, because he's spiritual. Um, <laughs> yeah, he did He did enjoy that. I that would make more sense. Mm -hmm. But that's not even what it is. I mean, they kind of try to make a love triangle later when he starts dating the doctor. Like, they just kind of jam in there that him By and the way, doctor had a relationship. Yeah, yeah. So, the, so, wait, wait. And that's, that's what this was. This is why this is also weird. We're jumping ahead, but whatever. The doctor that Patrick Swayze winds up having a relationship, the girl, she um, says that she was married but it didn't work out. And it winds up not being our villain. Who was pining for her? They weren't married. Right? No, no, it wasn't them. She make it that she was married to him. Yeah, if you really want to make that, that connection, then that, that would, would make, make sense. Make his blood boil even more instead of like. And now she, you have at least an emotional reason why the guy is taking. Such so an she turned him down ten news. years ago, got married, and left the fucking city. I'm still gonna be fucking burning my balls about this. Yeah, doesn't make sense. I thought when she was alluding to I wasn't married to, I'm like, oh, so she was married to him. And then to find out a few scenes later, oh, no, it was just like some guy. Yeah. What? Doesn't make sense. Who wrote this? 
like just draw the connections because we need you very need, easy we need this is a easy reason. we need a reason for why this guy cares and we and you had an opportunity for high one. schoolers can write write better yes which makes me think they don't care or no. you know what it's fun enough and they were right you yeah. know they were right this oh, is yeah. fun enough oh yeah um yeah and then like but shit starts to get crazy quickly so yes so after so we introduced the villain and basically he tries to force the double deuce to take back his son yes. so they send his uh, nephew his sorry his nephew and they send the goons with the nephew to yeah. the bar to basically be like you're taking me back what are you gonna do and one of them it? is as fat as a couch who wouldn't intimidate yeah, anybody really like yeah useless useless in a fight Bubba clearly is, bubba number two there's a lot of bubbas in yeah this there's movie. a number of bubbas uh, at least two, because one's a good Bubba and one's the bad Bubba. Yeah. Um, and basically, like, they're going to take me back, and Dalton's like, really? And then they just... And then the guy pulls out a giant crocodile Dundee knife <laughs> yeah. on Dalton. Yeah. So here's one of the early examples of the film just escalating out of nowhere. Mm-hmm. Not at all corresponding to reality or human uh, nature, mm-hmm. because... This guy's gonna pull out a crocodile Dundee knife on somebody because he didn't. He doesn't want to give him back his shitty bartender job. We can do kill him. You gonna well, kill him? Well, the the scene delves uh, becomes uh, a version of Michael Jackson's "Beat It" video, where we're just gonna have the knife fight and yeah. uh, choreography and twirling. Yeah, it's a and shitty dumping. Steven Seagal scene. Yes, basically. I so and they fall out of the window that is still got jagged edges. Yeah, people would be impaled. Through that oh, right not away. Not only that, they, like they, it's pretty big drop. Like they're completely fine, basically. Yeah. I mean, Dalton gets a little cut and goes to the hospital for it. Like it's barely anything. Yeah. Um, he restitched himself. Too. Yes. Yeah. yeah and he, uh, he's uh, on his own shoulder. Doesn't make sense. Um, yeah. So <laughs> this is. I didn't even think about it. Doesn't make sense. He's on his shoulder. He did it on his shoulder. Stitch it. I didn't even think of that. How did he stitch it? Me? You're an idiot for doing that. Put a butterfly. Te- you were going to the hospital anyway. Uh, no, uh, well, he's a genius. So. so, so yeah. So, and this is Dalton's. So Dalton, we go from be nice until it's not time to be nice to, uh, yeah, you want breaks your, it right away. Yeah, you want your job back? Yeah, no. Well, then we're gonna fight. Okay, mm-hmm. and we're gonna all kick the shit out of each other. We're gonna solve our problems through fighting. Yes, I mean that's Dalton's philosophy. This is his actions. King of the Jungle survival of the fittest like this is even going to solve anything because the guy's just going to send the goons back like you're just escalating the problem Uh uh-huh which turns out to be true and this is we didn't say it the first time this is the second instance of them saying how small patrick swayze is correct we thought you would be bigger that's another small thing there's three lines in this movie it's a running joke yeah three gags of i thought you would be bigger because swayze has this reputation as a as this top cooler Mm -hmm. um even though he's like in real life six foot and jacked. Uh, yep. What what are we doing here, guys? Terry Funk is six foot two. He's a yeah big thick boy. Yeah, but and he's the biggest he, guy in the film. Yeah, yeah. And he, I mean, muscle, and he's muscle wise, and he's not uh, exactly dwarfing Patrick no. Swayze. <laughs> this like they wrote they wrote this movie like it was meant for Tom Cruise. Yeah, or Al Pacino, <laughs> or somebody. Like the guy's got to be like if he's a five eight, like hey, he's player, skimming off the five hundred dollars. Yeah, exactly. It's like oh, we thought you'd be bigger. Yes, he's tiny. <laughs> now we can acknowledge it. Swayze's yeah. not tiny. No, uh, he's 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 big dude. Big guy it doesn't make sense. Um, and that's really the least of it. But yes, there's running jokes in that. Where again, this it's it's a good, uh, 
example of I think the writers slash filmmakers just like not really caring. Like, yeah, this doesn't really make sense, but it's funny, right? Let's just do it. <laughs> um, people will buy it. Uh, they didn't, but they still came. <laughs> yeah. So, so yeah, Swayze. This is the another example of uh, Dalton just solving his problems through violence. Yes. Which only makes the problems worse, mm-hmm. obviously. And then he proceeds to go to the hospital after and then goes and says, uh, yeah, no one ever won a fight. And he, like, insinuates he doesn't really like fighting. Yeah. But clearly you do. Oh, he loves fighting. You love doing it. He loves You're it. You're really good at it. There's no like fighting. You yeah. can say you like fighting. That's fine. But uh, just don't bullshit us, philosophy major. Yeah. And philosophize about how you don't like fighting and it doesn't solve anything. It didn't solve mm-hmm. anything. Why are you fighting all the time? He he brings his whole entire uh, medical history because he's been in so many fights, John. Oh, yeah. Scars that the guy who doesn't like fighting, who yes. his whole philosophy is to be nice to people, he's, has scars and bruises and battle wounds everywhere. He's got uh, a scar on his shoulder, broken arm, broken leg, Been uh, stabbed, partridge in a pear tree. It doesn't. Yeah. He's <laughs> gives a shit. He he is. It's amazing that this man's walking, let alone doing roundhouse kicks yeah and being peak of his condition and automatically the doctor who is surveying him uh i, even, I never even got her name because i just kept calling her doc uh uh she automatically pretty much falls in love with this guy because yes. who wouldn't well i like i said he's who sexy wouldn't? he's smart he's mysterious he's everything i want to be he's sensitive he's spiritual he's kind he's heroic he's got he's, he's, he's a little he's witty very i mean if you're bringing your if you're bringing your medical history yeah, you know, you're I mean, saying listen, something. He's not. A bit. He's not an idiot, and he's not portrayed as a dumb guy. He's just portrayed as uh, betraying all the values that he claims to possess. Yes, you know what I mean. <laughs> uh, so, so yeah. So, uh, and I have the note here. This guy is loaded. Why does he care about this rundown bar? It makes Why sense. would he even? I, bring, I can't believe it. Like enough, Dalton, actually, Dalton. He he. Dalton comes. He asks him to come visit Mar-a-Lago, and. <laughs> yeah. Uh, says like you should come work for me. He's like, no, no amount of money. And yeah, I, I don't even know what that scene's about. I don't know. What do you mean, come work for you? In what capacity? I'm yeah. a head bouncer. Um, yeah. Dalton again immediately escalates. Why do you want to ruin like he, the double deuce? Yeah, just build another bar then. Right. But even Dalton, from his perspective, is like he he's being like self righteous. Like, no, I'll never work for you. Yeah. Um, like. Again, your whole philosophy is about being nice and not avoiding a fight, apparently. But you immediately antagonize the richest guy in town oh, yeah. who's clearly crooked and will do uh, whatever it takes to get what he wants. Maybe you could try to be diplomatic or clever or use your wit or your philosophy degree. Um, and doesn't <laughs> Talk do it up. that. So, instead, yeah, it's two, instead it's two rams, uh, bunny right. heads. And uh, then we have what might be the least believable part of the film in my opinion although there's a lot in the running uh (laughs) how about we and it's not even like a time jump ahead but uh first off is this i i can't tell me after if this is before or after the monster truck scene because we have to talk about that yeah um where the double deuce completely transforms itself yeah, so I took that as just like there's a bu- there's a couple of time passages that happen, so it insinuates that he's been there for a little bit. Okay, but here here's get... here's why that doesn't work. Oh, I'm not saying uh, it works. No, 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 I'm no, just I know. trying to say what they're going no, for. No, 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 I'm saying I think they tried to sort of insinuate that. This yeah. is why they failed and they sandbagged themselves. Yeah. So he meets the doctor. Yeah. They like go out on one date, I think. Yeah. Then he goes to the bar. Uh-huh 
completely transformed. So the double deuce now is no longer run down. It's oh, they have a uniform. They look like Target employees. Yes, exactly. They're wearing the polo, the red, red polos, red polo, uh, khakis. Um, yeah. Oh, uh, Keith David is now our bartender, and he does nothing in this movie. Correct. Um, <laughs> we'll talk about that at yeah. the end. Uh, go ahead. Yeah. So he comes in completely. Tra- looks like a club out of New York City. Yeah. Uh. No more chicken fence around uh, the, the band. The waitress is singing blues music. She's sang, yes. singing Knock on Wood. Right. Everybody's really having well. a great time. Yeah. Nobody's fighting. Yeah. Uh, it's So the head of security did all this? Dalton taking He's over. Jake Tapper. That's like, this doesn't make sense. So the head of security transformed your bar? Yeah. This is how your bar got changed completely. First off, when did Which is you, why I'm trying to say this, this man is, is underpaid. This is also months of... Yeah, but he's also gone way beyond his job description. Changing bouncers wouldn't completely transform a club. He didn't bar rescue the bar by changing security. You have the same shitty bartenders. You got the same business practices. You got the same shitty clientele. You're living in the same shitty town. What did you do? And first off, this is months. I think he changed it. Dude, this is months of work inside this bar. This is why this bar would close down. It would close down. So, and <laughs> again, you could have done different. a jump cut, but you know we're not. We it looked time like, for that. It looked like the uh, the cafe from Saved by the Bell, only in a yeah. bar version. Yeah, it was like this really nice '80s, uh, stylish fucking bar. Yeah, it went from complete wood dive dump. Yeah, you know, and then we proceed to ruin the dive. This bar doesn't. It's becoming. It becomes really nice by the end, but it's you see the uh, the change right. And we're at well, a, it's because, we're at proto good version now, so right? Proto good version, and well, uh, he decides to fight in it right away, immediately, um, because a guy has but, a 007 knife, right? He his clocks his knife, which and, we'll talk about in a minute. But go. Uh, so anyway, go before, even before that happens, you do your thing, yes. Uh, well, actually, it's after that happens, but I'll, I'll finish my point. Why yeah. it doesn't make sense yeah. that uh, there's a big time jump because. Immediately, he has the date with the doctor. Then he sees her outside, and they clearly have still just met. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? She's wearing that pink dress. Yes, exactly. But it's like, oh, we're going to continue our relationship. It's not like, oh, I haven't seen you since our first date. Yeah. It's like, hey, we're getting to know each other. I remember you said you worked at the Double Deuce. Yes. When I fixed you up. Yeah. Right. I kind of want to get with you. So that wasn't months ago. That was clearly days ago. Yeah, that was last Saturday. Yeah. Yeah. So in a week, let's say two weeks, uh-huh. let's say three weeks, uh-huh. let's say four weeks, Yeah, which it wasn't that long. No. Obviously, you could tell through the way they're speaking to each other. Yeah. Um, she was nervous. This is where the, this is where the bar transformed itself. Yeah. Makes no sense that this uh-huh. bar was able to do it in that amount of time. And it also doesn't make sense that Dalton's the reason for it. Clearly, KY Jelly Man is some sort of virtuoso businessman. Oh, no, no, no. I I... But the I whole, firmly believe Dalton is the reason behind. No, this. it's that's what the movie wants you to believe. Yeah, that it was Dalton. Yeah, because he's he's because Mr. he cl- yeah he cleaned it all he's up. Bob the Builder by telling Bubba and the other morons not to fight till I tell you to, and they fight all the time. If he anyway. knows to go around the liquor uh, uh, truckers from the rich guy, he knows how to fix a bar. Yeah, but it's that's beyond his job. And he can do it. They're making it seem like just because he cleaned up the bar yeah. and got rid of the fighting, I'm not saying, which he didn't. I'm just saying no, he's, I know. I, he's I, benevolent, I, man, who right. will exactly. go he's above his means. Man. Yes, you're right. Because um, he's honest. And he's, he's honest. spiritual and sexy. And, yes. 
kind and sensitive. So and, why did a rando come to the bar wearing a knife? Boot? No, no. Th so those were the, the those are Wesley's goons. Oh, those are Wesley's goons, but they're yes. not the top goons. No, he's got a lot of goons. He owns the town. Yeah. No, those goons were sent. Okay, so yeah, this yeah, guy yeah. literally, if you ever seen from Russia with Love, the the villain woman has a knife in her boot. Yes. And they just steal that it is theft. Oh, is it that obvious? Theft. It's the same fucking thing. He's got the, the knife in the boot. And then the cartoonish fake leg that is on Patrick oh Swayze's shoulder, shoulder when he catches it had me howling. Yeah. I, I loved it. It was such a fake leg. Yeah. No, it's I a couldn't bad, handle it's, it. It's a really stupid scene. But, and the thing is, even to go back, so they come in. So basically at this point, uh, so Brad Wesley is the villain of the film now. Yes. Now, for zero reasons besides not giving his sh uh, shitty nephew a shitty bartending job yeah. uh, in a shitty bar at a podunk town when <laughs> uh, Wesley's house uh, seems to suggest that he can buy this town five times over, yeah. um, he just decides he's going to fuck the, the double deuce up and ruin every, the, everybody's yeah. Dalton's life and KY Jellyman's life. Yeah. Uh, so he sends his goons, sends four goons. And as soon as they come in, Dalton and Bubba. And Bubba goes to Bubba and he goes, uh, left boot or some shit. Basically, <laughs> clocks a knife in his left boot. Yeah, eagle-eyed. Um, yeah, eagle-eyed the knife. And so now we could – this is a great example of like, okay, let's see where your philosophy works. Because any other dumb bouncer, cooler, whatever, mm -hmm. would just start swinging. Yeah. So he goes up and they go – he goes, all right, you guys aren't welcome here. Something to that effect. We're closed. We're close. Sorry. Yeah, you're yeah, right. We're close. Um, he's like, what are these people doing here? So already he's being antagonistic. Yeah. Just immediately, right away. Because he's insulting their intelligence. Yeah. He's going, we're close. Well, clearly you're not close. Yeah. So already you're being a dick. Mm -hmm. When your number one rule is be nice until you don't have to be nice. Yeah. Until you can't be nice anymore. Uh, yeah. you, there's no reason he, yet he didn't not call, to be nice. Yeah. The guy didn't call his mother a whore. Or didn't, call, call, didn't call him a cocksucker. Those are his two right. examples. <laughs> he He just came in. Yeah. So right. he didn't even do that. No. Yeah, you're right. I forgot about that. Hair trigger. <laughs> so, and then the guy, uh, I think the guy's the one who starts fighting, right? Yeah, yeah. I mean, that's why he throws his leg up. Yeah, right. <laughs> throws the fake leg on his shoulder. And Swayze grabs it and fucking yeah. takes him down. And they first start off, fighting. And, it, it almost, uh, it, again, know. this guy is just going to stab Swayze. Like, you are you already are going to bloodshed immediately. Like, this is blood sport off the bat. Yeah, I, be, I brought that up. We're to, supposed to be, I brought that up. I said this is a Jean-Claude Van Damme movie. Yeah, I mean, like, you're just going to, it's like pulling the knife again. It's like pulling the Crocodile Dundee knife yeah. over a dumb bartending job. Yeah. Like, this is the kind of town you're in where people just kill each other like this indiscriminately? Absolutely. Uh, well, when you insane. When you bought the sheriff, yeah. Right. Uh, so, I, I guess to Dalton's defense, that is a point at which you just have to fight. Yes. But he doesn't seem to possess the ability to de-escalate anything. Which is his job. Yeah. His, it's literally his, your job. Your job is not to fight. Yes. A great bouncer's job is not to fight. The difference between a cooler and a bouncer is that you're supposed to have intrapersonal uh, personality skills. Correct. And uh, it seems like Mr. Dalton, who is the best in the world at cooling, doesn't have doesn't have that that ability that is inherent to the job. Right. Or I, I mean, this is also why you hire <laughs> giant bouncers. It's not so. It's yeah. not just so when shit hits the fan, 
they have the strength and power to toss people out. Obviously, that's part of it. Mm -hmm. But it's also itself a deterrent. Yes. So you want to deter people from wanting to pick a fight. Yes. When you have giant six eight men mm -hmm. all or running biggest fridges yeah, yeah bouncing at the club you're gonna think twice about picking a fight because you're gonna have to deal with them so that yep. is part of being a bouncer is to deter that's actually your number one job is to avoid yeah, who the wants fight. to fight um yeah because anything yeah. could happen in a fight especially exactly. in a club in a bar you hit your head on a bar stool or a uh, table yeah, for, or a bar table you fucking people die yep. one punch will kill you mm -hmm. um because you'll hit your head on the goddamn ground um, and Dalton just doesn't seem to be good at this job. No, doesn't see like he no. seems good. At he's good at fighting. He's good at fighting. He's good at turning bars around. Yes, uh, aesthetically, as head of security. Even uh, though it's not, his, so it's not his job. He's not creative director of the Double Deuce. <laughs> so, and there's nothing to suggest that he's the one who did. Listen, John, I'm going to say it's kind of like any contract from a job. It's uh, under the purview of whatever the owner says. You know, like, here's sure. your, your here's your responsibilities, and then anything I deem fit. Right, right, right. So, that's, so yeah, maybe he we'll was go with that. Director. We'll um, go with that. The secret subplot of the film. <laughs> so... So yeah, this this kind of just continues throughout the film. I mean, oh, it's just we go from one Donnybrook to one Pier Six brawl to one uh, kerfuffle yeah. to one uh, barroom bar brawl to another. And I get it. This, I mean, at this point, we're like, this is the. Film. There's no story anymore. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, it no, is just done. fight scene, some connective tissue fight scene, some connective tissue. Patrick Swayze fucks Kelly Lynch, fight. Okay, we bring in Sam Elliott, fight. Yeah. Fight, All, fight, 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 but fight. But also we need the uh, escalating evil of Brad Wesley. Yes. So basically, Wesley runs the town, and up until this point, you know, people don't like him, but they tolerate him, and he brings in business, I guess. For, he's brought in J.C. Penney, as I brought said. brought in J.C. Penney, and he's the reason why this town is anything. Like, that's something. Um, so he takes, you know, part of uh, Red's shop. Yes. Uh, Who we only see it three right. times, and we're supposed to have an emotional connection. Right. So... Uh, at some point, we skipped a bunch, but who gives a shit? Yeah. Uh, he decides to... So he's escalated now at this point. Yes. Because Dalton, apparently, yeah. has driven him to this brink. Um, burns down, blows up Red's shop. Oh, yeah. That was... For no particular Really reason. awesome blow up. Yeah. Again, makes no sense. If he's taking a cut yes. of Red's profits, even if Red can't pay, this, there's this no This is a man point. on a death spiral. Yes, that's what this is. So he destroy he fucks up Red's thing, yeah. and then Red's buddies are like, "You guys should press charges." Yeah, and he's like, "No, I'm not going to do that because the guy will ruin my life." Yeah, who was that guy with the bald headed mustache? I thought he was the sheriff. No, I thought no, he was a he cop. He just owns a car dealership. No, he's a guy that owns oh, a car dealership. That's like, oh yeah, you're so oh, that's shit. why. So continuing, so the guy with the car dealership says, I did, uh, uh, "You should press charges." It somehow gets back to Wesley. Yeah, that. The bald man with the car dealership wanted him to press charges. So basically, yeah. he's like, you betrayed me. Yeah. So he goes from blowing up Red's... So he goes up from one, fucking up KY, KY Jelly Man. And he bar. just didn't blow it up. That was like Blew a fucking... Up. That was like a nuke went yeah, off. Yeah. B bombed Red's store. Yep. Then Red's buddy, who owns a dealership, says, press charges. He goes, no. There was a fight in between this. We'll get into the fight. Okay. Go ahead. Wesley finds out. And then goes and basically <laughs> says, you betrayed me. Yes. And then gets his monster truck yes. and destroys the guy's auto dealership, breaks the glass, and runs over like 10 cars. I couldn't stop laughing at that scene. That scene's absolutely batshit. So, <laughs> and here's the thing. You're right. This is a complete death spiral. At this point, if he did that to that dealership in front of the whole town, yeah. 
The town would he'd be he run, does he'd everything be run in out front of, town. of town. He'd be run out of town. Yeah, run out of town. Mm-hmm. There's no way. Even if he owned the sheriff, mm-hmm. the sheriff would be like, dude, you have tied my hands. Yeah, I can't let that go. Yeah. So this guy's just committing explicit crimes publicly, mm-hmm. and we're supposed to believe that he's so. Uh, he owns the town so much. He has like if a king did this, uh, the people would revolt. Yeah. And again, there's no reason for it. Yeah. I'm watching this going, why is this happening? No reason. It's just to make the guy really evil. Yeah. And, and it almost seems like Dalton's the reason why yeah. he got worse. Yeah. Like Dalton, it was better off when you left. He needed an excuse to do these things, and he found it in Dalton. He yeah, always wanted to do it. Excuse. No, he really wanted to. I always wanted to do shit like this. But I haven't found the reason because everyone just pays me the 10, 10% and everyone just like n- takes the knee to me, bends the knee to me. Uh, but right. Dalton's not. So, oh, my God, I get to do everything but, I ever fucking But even the dealership guy being like, you should press charges. That not, It's not like Dalton was the one going to tell them like, you guys, this is enough. You can't like let him get away with this. You guys should press charges. Yeah. Like it's just them two talking and Dalton's just there. Yeah, Dalton's just staring out the, out the window. Yeah. Yeah, he's just – He's probably thinking about what he read in the philosophy book. Yeah, exactly. He's reading Nietzsche, and he's considering <laughs> yeah, the implications of... Thus um, spoke Zapustra. Because you know, he's the Ubermensch. He's the like, Ubermensch. I am the Ubermensch. I think Nietzsche was talking about me. Um, <laughs> so, so anyway, what, what's the fight that I missed in between? So, yeah, uh, but, but, I'm running, losing, my, losing count of these fights So, now. in between, after he blows up the fucking... After he blows up Red's oil change place, yeah. his, his Midas... Um, that's when they go into Jasper's now, latest. yeah. When they uh, now the double de- uh, deuce looks really nice, it's way better now. And Keith David is just fucking slinging drinks everywhere. Yeah. And that's when Ben Gazzara, uh, knockoff Slice Stallone, and everybody comes in and he's like, Oh, right, let's right. I need to buy a drink for the uh, the firemen for you know, take for putting out the fire that's raging right across the street. Because like I said before, <laughs> everything is within a 200-foot radius of the other thing that's about to happen. Yes. Yeah. So, so he goes in. Basically, so basically it's Wesley, Ben Gazzara. I'm just going to say Ben Gazzara because yeah. you know, well, I'm not going to respect these characters. But he comes in after the bar, and basically he's gloating. Essentially he's, he's Oh, he's got drink. his dick out. Yeah. He's just gloating. Yeah, like, he threw oh, it on the barroom table. Poor Red. Poor Red about that bar, huh? Hey, how about a drink? Oh, he was hamming this up. How about a drink? Yeah, yeah, yeah. When when he um, has that line, yeah, when when he has the line, can I have a drink as a, a fucking a throwdown fight is going on? Right. I, it's like this. these people knew what they were doing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, it's pure camp. <laughs> oh, pure yeah. camp at this point. At this point, this is not a movie. This is a farce. No, no, no. It's a farce. Yeah. This is a farce. <laughs> So yeah, a bi- so a big fight happens, uh, and this is where we get. Uh, st- I mean, this is the fake. Cli- this is the forced the climax thing. of the movie. Almost, it's sort. It's the first. The, 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 I know what sec- I know what other climax you're talking about, yeah, but like yeah. it happens. To, that one starts off the third act. Correct. Right. Yeah. This is to, actually the. This is to us to really see that Stallone, uh, is, Dime Store Stallone is. A, a, a fighter on the level of Dalton. Uh, of Dalton, correct. And he's owning everybody. At this point, we already he's his we main, finally he's his main uh, rival physically. Yes, uh, sexy Sam Elliott finally came. Wade. 
yeah. he's finally in. We will we'll talk we about that. We need to get into Wade. We, yeah, we'll I get mean, into that a little bit. Wade's the best. I mean, Wade uplifts the film. Yes, we need he's Wade. He's the best part. He's but, he, part you know, all of a sudden, it is just a fucking throwdown fight. That... It's a brawl. And the double deuce, it's like, it, it's just back to the old double deuce now. And Ben Gazzara's guys win. Well, yes. I, I, that's how I read it. He, they win. They're drinking. They're leaving. Yeah, but they win, but they don't really, they don't necessarily beat Dalton. No, they, they beat Wade because Wade's old. Yes. And and, and, the, and the target guys. Right. Yeah. The bouncers. Target employees. Yeah. Um, yeah, and they don't make Wade out to be some special fighter either. He's just a... He's a, well, he's a little long in the tooth now. Yeah, he's a resourceful he older man. And I will say this. I forget where it happens. It's when they're delivering the liquor and Terry Funk and them are like... Yeah, this is the scene the right, this is the scene oh, right this before is, the blow-up scene. This is actually what is Wade's entrance, essentially. Who has, he has an awesome opening line. Wait, well, not, it's not really the opening line, he says. It's I think it's the third line. When he's about to fight the big guy, and the big guy's like, well, you're going to stare at my dick? And he's like, and he says something to the effect. One second. Keep talking. Yeah, sure. So, so Wade is uh, basically, uh, and I got the sense even before it was confirmed, essentially, that he was um, Dalton's mentor. Yeah, he's, he he's the original Dalton. And I got to say, so after Terry Funk and them were like, Wade just comes out, or, or sorry, Dalton comes out the back, and says, uh, you know, this is our liquor, and they start destroying liquor. And Dalton, because yeah, he picks... found another distributor. Yes. Yeah. And Dalton picks a fight with four of them. He's getting this shit kicked out of him. Should have gotten this shit kicked out of him. Very stupid to pick a fight by yourself with four guys. A huge guy, a Bubba and yeah. Terry Funk, and someone else. Yeah, you'd have your hands full with Terry Funk alone. Yes. Um, and so Wade shows up out the back, and I will say this: they actually paid attention to the way that wade and dalton fight mm -hmm. because it's actually pretty good visual storytelling where wade starts kicking them in the knees yeah and punching them but the kicking in the knees lets you know immediately visually oh wade taught dalton how to fight yeah because dalton did the same thing and he would teach people well, that they, so i'm like oh that's actually pretty good well they say in the originally when uh who's the best they're like oh you know that because everyone fucking knows dalton's reputation i yeah, guess yeah. around the country yes like, that's all dalton. over the country he's like Dal you know dalton's the best and dalton will say no wade's the wade's best. the best that's what that well ky Jellyman says i'm looking for the best cooler in the u.s yeah. or whatever and he goes well that's wade garrett yeah um and he's like well he's kind of old he's like yeah but it's still wade garrett yeah. which is actually a good line so so sam elliott's line is the the big guy says you want to fight dickless and sam elliott says well i sure ain't gonna show you my dick yeah <laughs> yes this is what this movie is well actually there is a great line too where he um when dalton calls wade when he's at his bar in <laughs> yeah. fucking tennessee or wherever I, I, yeah i thought that was like um, Wyoming and he goes yeah and he goes basically uh he's like how are you doing and he goes he says something like I don't know if this is verbatim. He's like, if I was doing any better, I couldn't live with myself. Yeah. I thought that was a great line. Hey, Mio. And the way Elliot delivers it, I mean, the guy, <laughs> again, Elliot, I mean, Elliot's the best part of this film. Yeah. I, I wish, I wish Sam movie. Elliot was in this movie a lot more. Correct. Uh, him and his sexy hair. Yeah. Like I said in the podcast before we got, I have to say, I never found Sam Elliot attractive. And then this movie really? came out. Oh, man. This, he is. He is sexy. He it oozes like you just oh machismo yeah it it is it is uh, a very handsome man sexy charisma off the screen I mean yes. his hair like I told you his hair steals scenes his yes. hair alone is a scene stealer this might be one of the best hair movies yeah oh it's it's up there with the best yeah this man or woman this is a, he has great he had great hair so so yeah so we have Wade Wade's in the mix yeah 
Wade's um, there just really. I mean, really for no reason. He's it, there to die. Yes, exactly. We again, we we need. How do else do we escalate this? It, it, we we can't just have Gazara Ben Gazara just continue to fuck things up. You know what is he going to do? Kill especially characters that we only see a handful of times. We needed the right. emotional connection of Wade being the mentor. Yes, because who could he kill that Dalton really gives a shit about? And we ain't going to kill the woman. No. By the way, I want to talk about the sex scene for one second. Terrible sex scene. Awful uh, th- sex scene. So this is a movie that thinks it's sexy a lot of times between the strip teases, uh, between the the strippers, between the sex scene, and or between the, the blonde chick, Gazara's blonde bimbo. Yes. Uh, between who's S- weird we could have a whole Swayze. podcast talking about that yeah yeah so like Swayze is very objectified in this movie <laughs> yes uh, it's, it's so. gratuitous yeah uh the women are it's object like it's just a crazy it, but it's not sexy at all no 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 it's blunt it's just oh yeah it is blunt so he the sex scene and this is why i gotta talk about this for a second he's putting on the radio he winds up on the otis redding song uh in my arms mm-hmm. um that song is in dirty dancing and it's a famous no. scene yeah really two, you know i've never seen dirty, dirty dancing. dancing came out two years prior to roadhouse they so they are literally the same song yeah not only that they do almost the same movements the only difference between like God. between the only thing like so instead they're of like doing a greatest hits of swayze That's yes instead doing. of just lifting jennifer gray and dirty dancing up in the air like he does at the end he of it he's just he just has ball. kelly lynch and he's just fucking her and we see his ass move a little bit and like it is the most unsexy no, and he's sex and scene i've ever seen and yeah, why like do movies keeps, always do this where, where their shirts on no not always a shirt on but why is it always i have to pin you up against the wall because it's aggressive and sexy and probably easy to film than having to lay down on a bed and it's like do you know how hard that is to do all the time no yeah it's hard it's not at all this is someone who watched it's way too much porn yeah wait no no that's and this was what this is this is again you're, you're right it's not sexy it's just pornographic i mean it's not really porn obviously just but like, her. yeah it's not it's not, a, it's not a yeah it's not it's like, not even soft core it's pg porn yeah it's not like he's going to town it's supposed to be sensual like there's love it's going on all. but it's just it's, it's not, not sensual or sexy or no even fun aggressive sex it's just dumb it's yeah, and we're using a song that was from a famous scene that he, the our own actor, star of the movie, was in two years prior. They made this movie for chicks. Then that's why that's why they did that because they knew I couldn't that the believe watching it. I was laughing. I'm like, oh my god, damn, dude, that is shameless. It's it's shameless, shameless. Yes, actually, that makes. I couldn't this believe movie it, makes man. a lot more sense in that context. The fact that they're willing to do that. Of course, they didn't care about any of these plot points. We're giving this movie way too much credit. Yeah. That means that they, they knew these were problems. Yeah. They're like, it's uh, fine. It's so We're going to play the Dirty Dancing song. We're going to show him shirtless all the time. It's going to make money. Yeah. We see his ass a couple times. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. He's going to be oiled up and sweaty, hitting the yeah. punching bag. Yeah. Um, yeah, you're going to see him scarred up. Chicks love scars. Do you think he was... Um quoting thomas aquinas when he was deep inside yeah, yeah probably <laughs> aquinas aristotle heidegger heidegger <laughs> you know I me mean? like even the more obscure people i'm trying to think of hey obscure baby philosopher let me, let me let me talk to you about utilitarianism yeah <laughs> humean ethics Hobbes' social contract you probably talked about that to explain what's going on terrible 
Oh my God, you also graduated NYU? Yeah, yeah. So that tells me the writer and director went? went to NYU. Yes. Someone exactly. went to NYU. Correct, correct. And uh, and then, so as, so they, they, we're jumping around, but it doesn't matter. Because I'm telling you right now, guys, this movie is like the scene in American Beauty where Kevin Spacey takes the spaghetti and throws against the wall. That's what the story is. So it doesn't yeah, matter yeah, that we're jumping matter. around. So... Just we haven't to, even got to the end. I mean, the 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 no the, the end is the end is great. Is that last scene. But the thing is, there's so many things. Again, we could do a whole podcast on just that last scene. Oh yeah. I mean, talk. You thought this film couldn't jump the shark, but the, it jumps the shark at the end. Even oh, it jumps the Grand Canyon. Yeah. Even in the context of how stupid it was up until that point. Yeah. It literally just turns into a Steven Seagal movie at the end, a yeah. parody of a Steven Seagal film. Yes. Again, makes no sense. No. No. Mr. Nonviolent never wins a fight, goes and just starts murdering people. And I guess, and again, this is why we needed Wade. Yeah. So basically, they kill Wade. They kill Wade. After they're about to leave because I guess he decides. Fuck it. I'm out of here. We're he done. Won. Let's go somewhere Which else. Which is the smartest they thing. They keep talking about Memphis. Uh, yeah, going he, back to Memphis. He killed, he killed somebody in Memphis prior to the movie because some he was fucking a guy's wife. The wife didn't tell that she was married. He had and a gun. So, and he rips yeah. the guy's throat out. So now let's get after he fucks Kelly Lynch and Ben Gazzara watches it twice the whole night, which was weird. Yes. Um, he sends Sly Stallone to uh, then blow up Santa Cletus's <sighs> barn. Yes. We have to talk this before we get to the end of the movie. And, and he saves this. Santa Cletus. Saves Santa Cletus. And uh, he's able to outrun a motorcycle. Dude, there's so many things wrong with the scene. So he has the final the final fight between the rival. Yes. Between uh, fake Sly Stallone. Yeah. The guy literally says, prepare to die. Uh, the guy, this is blood sport now. The guy literally says, I fucked guys like you in prison. In prison, yes. And I couldn't stop laughing. Right. Because it is so over the top. It's aggressive. And stupid. It's and, a parody. And how, We're in satire and, land yes, now. And how we are saying these lines does not do, do it justice. People have to watch this movie to understand how ridiculous and over the top and awesome right. it is. Um, it reminds me of the line, you remember Mortal Kombat Annihilation? Did you see that, the second one? Oh, yeah. I've seen that many times. Yeah. and uh, Trash. Oh, God. What's what's the chick's name? Not Sonya Blade, the other good chick. Uh, like Katanya? Katanya? Katanya, yeah, something like that. And she's like, Mom, you're alive? And she goes, yes, and you will die. die. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> That's what this was, where he says, prepare to die. It's the yes. same energy. Yeah. It's the same energy. And that movie is, I mean, it's worse than this film. Oh, yeah, um, that, that movie's not a movie. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Uh, so he a video game. kills this guy, murders him. He rips. There's a fight, and it looks, and he's losing a lot of it. Actually, yeah, I, I'll give him the credit. Hulking he, up, he hulks and... up. Uh, he does the Indiana Jones, and he winds up winning after he tears the man's throat out. Yes, in front of the doctor, who now all of a sudden is afraid of him. Right, which doesn't make sense. But okay, fine. Uh, I guess she's afraid that he's like, oh my god. Yeah, but she wants nothing so to do with him after that. Even though this guy just blew up a fucking house and almost killed Santa right. Cletus and would have killed. Patrick Swayze really is like, what is yeah, going on? Yeah, he was on? here to kill him. Yeah, why Why are we pretend? Whatever. I don't want to get into it. Um, so it doesn't matter. So <laughs> he rips the man's throat out, and I audibly said, holy shit, when it happened. Because <laughs> I wasn't really, I knew he was going to rip someone's throat out, but I didn't know it was going to be that violent and that, like, crazy. Because it yeah, was pretty yeah. crazy. Then he proceeds to take Sly Stallone into the pond and starts screaming Wesley. <laughs> yeah. Oh, a bunch, hey. a bunch of times. 
You motherfucker. Yeah. Well, that's another thing. Every single time Patrick Swayze says fuck, you just know he doesn't use that word in real life. (laughs) Because he can't say it. Yeah. But, like, just screaming incessantly, Wesley, Wesley, motherfucker. All the like, like, again, who cares? As it echoes across the pond. But. If Wesley really wants to ruin Dalton and fuck up his life, like you, you, you apparently you own the town. Why not set him up with some crime and get him arrested? Thinking too much. I'm thinking too much. Yes, you are. Okay, so so he kills Sly Stallone. Yeah. Now we're in the final battle. Final battle. Final countdown. So Dalton goes to the house. This is after and, Wade died. After Wade's dead. Wade is murdered by Bengazar. Right. Off screen. And so he goes to, uh, and there's a whole thing where he thinks he's going to kill Kelly Lynch, which you know he's not going to. Yeah, they do the whole d- d- the Dark Knight thing. The whole Dark Knight thing. Uh, Dark Knight probably stole it from this film. Yeah. Um, <laughs> why wouldn't it? Uh, and so he goes into the home, and uh, now Wade is, again, he's Steven Seagal. He's just, now he's going to murder. Yeah. Now he's going to murder. He's in a, he's in a rage. So basically he deals with what? Four henchmen? Kills yeah. two of them, uh, kills, kills them. He kills three of them. Three of them, because the other guy gets the polar bear uh, put on him. Yeah, but he, he and he survives. He survives. He's the yes. only one. But uh, he's bad, Bubba. Bad Bubba survives. Yes. Um. So big fat Bubba survives, but he kills three of these guys. Just kills them. Yeah. Well, uh, with oh. a shotgun, with a knife. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, thro- throwing knife. He throwing throws knife. a knife. So he apparently he's really good at that too, because that's really hard to do. Yeah. Um. I mean, they almost yeah. make it seem. Again, I had this thought even with the hospital. Like, was this guy ex-military? Uh, you know, but no, it's just all from his bouncer days. Like, yeah, uh, like he's KGB. So this is some James Bond shit. Yeah, no, it's James Bond. Like, and so he fights Wade. They were fighting in Wade's hunting trophy room where there's Wesley. A, oh, right, right. Wesley Ben Gazar's trophy room where there's a ludicrous number. Of deer and <laughs> yeah, boars. Are you gonna bring up the line he says? Uh, what's his? Oh, he's got he's got one on the plaque for his ass. Yeah, is that what he says? The only thing missing is your ass on yeah. the wall. Yeah, quasi homo erotic. <laughs> uh, I was thinking he was gonna say his head. Like yeah, no, no, <laughs> no, it's your ass. It's your ass. <laughs> um, you, you know, and, and, along with the sliced alone line about fucking dudes in prison, you yeah. know, you start to thinking, and I'm like, well, this would make sense. Yeah. Um, <laughs> considering his obsession with Dalton. And so, I mean, it's ridiculous. We don't have to go through the whole fight, but basically uh, Dalton has him dead to rights. Kelly Lynch comes running into the house. Out of nowhere. We didn't even see a, out a of scene nowhere. of her really coming. How do we even know they're, how do we know they're here? Did people hear gunshots? How do they all know that he was going there? Exactly. Well, how do they know there's a showdown right now at yeah. the house? He just picked showdown up time to go. So, He's about to kill him, and then Kelly Lynch, like, comes yelling, and he who decide- we thought was a- a upset with him. Also, that's important to say. Yeah, but Dalton spares him. Yeah, he just murdered three people. Yeah, and you're gonna spare the main villain. Yeah, who's responsible for all of this? Because he's a good guy, John. Yeah, no, we, we, yeah, okay. we, we were supposed to forget what he yeah. just did. Yeah. with all the goons. Yeah, and he walks away. Didn't spare them. Yes. Uh, and, like, as if this is going to end things. 
Like, you're not just going to leave town after murdering these people. Like, No, and he thought Ben Gazzara was just going to let him... Right, walk away. No, this is a man... Like, he's fighting to the, the death. death. Yes, this is a death fight. This so, a, yes. you're not letting uh, him go. This is blood it. sport, and yeah. you should know you're in blood sport now. Yeah. So, he pulls a gun, and then KY Jelly Man <laughs> yeah. and Red and, autom- card, and Automobile Man <laughs> all take turns... <laughs> Blasting him in the stomach <laughs> with shotguns. Again, popping out of nowhere. They have, you don't even have a scene say that they're going. There's no setup. No idea how they got there. No. Uh, it's supposed to be heroic. Again, they they murder the guy. I mean, he, he's about to kill Dalton. And it takes three shotgun blasts to finally kill him. I mean, the filmmakers just like it's not like the payoff wasn't enough. You know that blast him. You know that song uh, that there was. I forgot what show it was used on, but it goes. uh, Jason Derulo used it. Mm, What you say? Yeah, yeah. The OC. I was expecting. Yeah, yeah. yeah, It was. I was. I was visualizing that song as Ben Gazzara is getting blasted by three shotgun shots. Yes. And then the cops immediately show up, and they go. Did you guys? What happened here? Guys, <laughs> yeah, I mean, I, I couldn't believe what I, I was watching even, here. <laughs> I can't even wrap my head around this. This needs to be watched and not listened. To. Yeah, if you guys haven't seen it, basically, so they he murders three people in the house. Yeah, kill, they kill Ben Gazzara in the house. The richest man in town the gets man, fucking the town, blown the town. away. This is a this is a he becomes a an art story. Piece. Um, the cops show up and go, "What happened?" What what's happening? And they go. I didn't see nothing. Yeah, I didn't see nothing. There's dead bodies everywhere. I didn't see nothing. Strewn with dead Fucking, bodies. Fucking, vi- there's viscera and blood there's everywhere. Guts, <laughs> there's blood. There's entrails. There's knives out of people's chests. Oh, I didn't see nothing. Hey, Bubba or Tinker, whatever the fucking fat guy's name was. Do you see anything? No, I didn't see nothing. Well, that wraps it up, folks. <laughs> you know what would really happen? We uh, need Jeff here. Yeah, to play you didn't Blue see song. nothing. Well, I see a guy blasted all to hell. You have three guns. This is a murder scene. This is a crime scene. No, 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 no. Scene. Red put it away. We're Red running, put the guns away. We're running ballistics, and you're all under arrest. What is going on here? What is even happening Wrap at this point? Wrap it up. <laughs> like, what the fuck am I watching? This last scene, know. I'm like, What? The fuck am I watching? Uh, the, this whole the whole killing Ben Gazzara and the end of this this is a farce. This, this was is not, a straight farce. This now. was the, they knew like okay like Ra- who fuck cares it, who like, gives a shit full bore we're gonna fuck around with this no who cares? no who cares who cares <laughs> and then he decides to stay right yeah because he's fucking uh, he's fucking the duck uh, the the fucking the dock in the pond. Uh, yeah, they have sex in the pond. They're having sex. They're naked. They're skinny dipping and having sex at the same yeah. time. <laughs> Again, he's holding her up. Um, and uh, we have uh, the Healy Band uh, playing some blues music. Right. Credits roll. That's it. That's it. That's, That's how the movie. This was this was taking Alfred Hitchcock's quick endings to the to high. Oh level. yeah, no. This is a no, high it's level over. here. I mean, yeah. Really, they should have ran credits at them blasting Bengazara. They should have just ran credits there. <laughs> the that would have been better. The only thing missing was the train going into the tunnel. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> North by Northwest. <laughs> yeah. Uh, well, you, you're able to be explicit now, so you could just show them fucking. Yeah, know? yeah, 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 yeah. Tastefully though, we don't see nips because yeah, of the yeah. water. 
here's another thing too. I, I just you just reminded me because you do see nips throughout the film. You see a little bit of her nips too uh, when she's yeah. Out of bed, there's but another girl. Yeah, like you see. It almost felt like they made this movie was R for no reason. This could have easily been a PG thirteen film. No? Oh, absolutely. Yeah, it was just it was like they're just adding fucks and adding... nips and probably a little too much blood. Yeah, but like I'm like this was. This point, did, the, movie, the movie did not need as much tits and ass as it had. Yeah. Because it, really it, it had to be, have been rated R, right? They showed oh, boobs. Oh, this was rated R. Yeah. Like, this did not need to be rated R. That seems like a poor financial decision. Yeah. It well, would have expanded the market. But, uh, so yeah, that was a small thought I had. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah, there goes uh, one of the dumbest movies I've ever seen. Yeah. It's up there. Uh, again, yeah. it knows it's dumb, but it, it, it feels, especially that ending, that was a, a signal to me. That I'm like, oh, this is this is laziness. They know that they know these problems. Exist. They were watching the dailies. Yeah, this isn't like a hack, like you bowl or something. Like doesn't no. even know what a good script is. Like again, the dialogue suggests. Honestly, there's enough good dialogue and potential for character develop, like interesting characters, like the start of interesting characters. Where I'm like, yeah, there's some talent with these writers. They just phone this in. Like we're gonna hit the beats. Of a st- like, the beats of a bouncer. This this guy gets a job at a bar, turns it around, pisses off the uh, man who runs the town. Uh, there's a love triangle with the man, and there's a final showdown between him and the man that owns the town. Like those all beats, you can build a story around them that makes sense. They just didn't build the story. This, they just went to the beats. They just went from beat to beat to beat now, with a collect through a collection of scenes. Yeah, when I was researching the film, it doesn't say this, but this film smacks of like we were writing pages of scripts the day of filming. Yeah, that's what it felt like. Yeah. That's what it looks like. Yeah. Um again, there's some fun dialogue in here, and actually some of some of the fight scenes are are decently choreographed in, in oh, an eighties sure. in an eighties cheesy eighties way. Oh yeah. Um, this um, and I'm going to bring this like, up, but so Patrick Swayze turned down Tango and Cash to do this movie. Okay. And I find Roadhouse and Tango and Cash to be like kind of similar in a lot of ways where it's I just, never saw Tango and Cash. Yeah. It's not a good film, right? No, terrible film. Yeah. Um, It's like just the epitome of 80s cheesy action and like the difference between, I feel like Tango and Cash was trying to be funny. Uh-huh. Whereas I feel like Roadhouse in the beginning wasn't exactly trying to be funny, and then they realized, "Fuck it, like let's just go, <laughs> let's go full Monty right. here." Yeah, no, I think you, yeah, I think you're right. They just and, went full uh, clown show. Yeah, I mean, even the and again, they did. Oh, this is a clown. Show. Here, here's the problem with this final showdown. They clearly wrote. They didn't set up anything, so they clearly wrote themselves into a corner. Yeah. Like, how do we end this? How do we resolve this film that makes sense? Yeah. Uh, we don't. Uh, he's just gonna go to the home and kill everybody. Yeah, like let's just take a page again out of Seagal, out of every action movie ever made, <laughs> out of every action movie from the night eighties. Yeah, uh, every martial arts film, whatever. Mm-hmm. There's a bloody showdown, and he's knife throwing, and he's shooting people, and they're <laughs> yeah. karate chopping, and they're throwing spears at each other, and just fucking throw the house at it. Mm-hmm. And we're gonna cut the credits. They're yep. gonna fuck in the pool. We're gonna cut the credits. Like, that's what it was. They just wrote, they clearly wrote themselves into a corner. Yeah. They didn't know what to do. Mm-hmm. So, we're going to do what should, would be do, done in an action movie. Uh, but we didn't set it up that way. But who cares? No. Because uh, Patrick Swayze is going to make money, and it did. And they were Correct. right. They were right. 
Yeah. They did everything right, apparently. <laughs> I mean, every choice they made was correct because... Except it, I don't think they worked really again in Hollywood. Oh, really? <laughs> not the director. Not that the director didn't. That's for sure. Uh, I don't know if it's because of this film, though. Dude. I mean, the film was successful. But I don't know. Maybe you're right. Let's see. Rowdy Harrington. Yeah, is, that, is that your real name? No. That can't be, right? No. No way. No one's named Rowdy. Yeah, I mean... He was probably a stunt director. He directed 1992's Gladiator with uh, Cuba Gooding Jr. <laughs> okay. Which was a bomb. Okay. Uh, so he did direct another movie. Okay. And like writer-director a- Striking Distance, 1993, with uh, Bruce Willis. So he co-wrote this bad boy. Uh-huh. Um, Never heard of it. It, it was number one of the box... What, only went on a gross a total of twenty four million. Uh-huh. Internationally, it did better, seventy seven total worldwide budget of thirty. He's big million. in Italy. I mean, that's this is. I mean, that's where fucking hack directors go, right? Is Europe. <laughs> um, he did a Murder of Crows. What a terrible name. That's Cuba Gooding Jr. and oh, uh, so he's friends like with Tom Berenger. Wow, this is this is mid nineties Tom Berenger. Yeah, oh. the stick up. Ooh, is a crime thriller with James Spader. Ooh. Which he wrote himself. 90s James Spader, too, huh? No, it's 2002. Eyewitness. Uh-huh. Action great thriller titles. with Jeff Daniels. James Spader again. Uh-huh. He likes to use the same guys. He's uh, my Bob DeNiro. I mean, this fucking... This looks like a made-for-TV movie. Um, and then Bobby Jones, Stroke of Genius on the Life of Golfer Bobby Jones. Uh, yeah, and that was a twenty million dollar budget, made two point seven million at the box mm. office. Rough, fucking rough. Mm. Jim Jim Caviezel was uh, Bobby Jones. Yeah, yeah. This guy sucks. He went from <laughs> he was the grip. So they actually write his roles. Seventy nine. He went from electrician, electrician, grip, best boy electric. Well, we best know. Boy okay, we know who did gaffer, his Wikipedia. Gaffer, gaffer, gaffer. It was Mister Rowdy. Yeah, dude. But he went from a that was gaffer. His, that's his resume. He went from a gaffer in eighty seven. Yeah. To directing Roadhouse in eighty nine. Who was he friends with? Who? Yeah. Who were you buddies with? Yeah. How'd that happen? I don't know. He's friends with somebody. You directed a major motion picture. Uh, I mean, you must have started pre production a year later. A major motion picture starring Patrick Swayze at the height of his fame mm-hmm. in '89 when he was he was 37. And someone at the I don't time. I don't know if it's true. You could, you could look it up. It doesn't. I don't think someone got fired from Roadhouse. So this guy was always the director. Yeah, unless uh, I mean, filming. Yeah, it doesn't say anything about it. So he knows somebody. Jeez, dude. Yeah. This is what happens in Hollywood, man. You can fail upwards there. Really can, fucking fail upwards. The American dream. Yeah, uh, yeah. So this uh, okay. Well, that's enough about Roadhouse. I think it's. Want to give your uh, what's that's what I'm saying. Give me your 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 score. Um, listen, this movie, uh, I'm I'm a, it's a fun film. Mm-hmm. It does kind of know what it is, but going through it again, I, I start to get angry with how stupid it is uh-huh. but i gotta go with the movie experience and i'm gonna i'm gonna give it a, a 32 okay i have two scores okay um i have 
entertainment score, and I have actual movie no, score. No, you got to consider both. No, I can't. I can't. I got You have to. It's a Rotten Tomato score. Dude. As an actual movie, this movie's like a 25. It's yeah. not a good movie. Yeah. As a, an experience, I highly recommend everyone to watch this yes. movie. This As an experience, this is a 80s. This is an 80 movie. Right. Like, I believe well, that's what happens with like, so, like the room. Everyone should watch this movie. Right. So an extreme example of that would be The Room. Yes, another movie. Everyone should watch the room. Everyone should watch the room as yes. a movie experience. As an experience, that movie is like close to a hundred. Absolutely, as, as entertainment. As an actual film, zero. is a zero. Yeah, a zero. yeah. It like not even a one. No, not it, even that's a, a zero. one. That's pr- the, that's it's a wor- <laughs> it's a worthless film. <laughs> yeah. But like that's what makes it. I mean, that film is going to be remembered. Correct in film history because yes. it's so bad. I mean, you couldn't make a bad film like that on purpose. It's it is brilliant. Roadhouse tried. Yeah, the thing is, Roadhouse is different. Oh, you yeah. know, yeah, it, yeah. but I'm being facetious. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, you know, you, well, you actually are right. They try. They they were lazy. Mm-hmm. So that, like they knew there were problems. They didn't like Tommy Wiseau thought he was making a masterpiece. That's what makes it yeah. so brilliant. Yeah, the, I mean, it, it's great it's, script since Tennessee Williams. Yeah, I mean, he's yeah. uh, it, it's it's mad genius stuff. Yeah. Like no one thinks like him. Like he's a genius <laughs> in that way. Where like you don't think like anybody else. Yeah. Um, <laughs> no one can make a movie like that except Tommy Wiseau. That yes. is just all his. Uh, it truly is almost better than being some mediocre director like a Rowdy Harrington. Yeah. Because no, I I will forget your name. Rowdy Harrington wasn't brought up in the Golden Globes. Tommy yes. Wiseau got brought up to the Golden exactly. Globes. Exactly. So exactly. You know, uh, and they made a, a funny, good film out of it with the Disaster Artist. Yes, like, like he's been he's been solidified in Hollywood history. Yep. Rowdy Harrington, I will forget his name ten seconds after doing this podcast. Yeah. I might remember because of Rowdy. That's an interesting name. Yeah. Clearly not your real name. No. Smart idea, sticking with a pseudonym. Mm-hmm. Um. Uh, but yeah, uh, but if you but if you're a rotten if you're a film critic, Rotten Tomatoes, your score would have to be the twenty five. Oh, it's twenty five. But yeah, yeah. I, I highly recommend. I yeah, think I'm trying to combine sh- it. And this I'm, is this movie's on Netflix. Everyone should watch it. Yeah, I'm. I, I mean, I'm giving it a thirty two because as a film, it's like an eleven, <laughs> but I'm giving it like twenty points. Yeah. for the entertainment factor. I mean, like yeah. I do recommend watching it if you want a stupid oh, film to watch. It's fun. It's fun. Um, it's fun to make fun of. And Sam Elliott's fun to watch. Uh, Swayze is he does he is a sexy movie star. Mm-hmm. Um, did like him that film. Gazara chooses the scene. I like. I'm a Ben Gazara fan. I, I really like him as an actor. Mm-hmm. Um, and man, he just goes all out in this. <laughs> so like he goes the opposite way. They're the guys who like good actors in terrible films. They'll, they'll phone it in. He just he just went the complete opposite way. Like yeah. well, he'll lean into it. Um, and that's always fun. It's good to see commitment. Like I felt that. I felt like he did this movie to finance another thing. He yeah. Oh, yeah. 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 <laughs> to buy his his second vacation home, or or just like or or like a play he wanted yeah. to put on or something like that. You ever hear the the Michael Caine quote when he did Jaws three or Jaws of Revenge, the movie we saw? Yeah. And they, uh, I think it was Jaws, but it was one of his terrible films. Jaws of Revenge. Jaws of Revenge. He goes, "Did you see the film?" Yeah. And uh, he goes, "No, but I saw the house it bought, and yes. it's wonderful." <laughs> Yes. He didn't go to the Academy Awards where he finally won an Academy Award because he was filming Jaws the Revenge. Oh, boy. Yeah. Oh, boy. The thing is, though, he probably didn't regret it because he's like, dude, I'm making seven figures. It was like the height of his fame, I think, right? He said his house, I bought. Yeah. yeah. (laughs) Was it worth it? Was it worth it? Look at it. I failed you. Yeah. Uh, Love Michael Caine. Yes. Uh, But yeah, awful film. Um. So yeah, we are the Flicky Podcast. Yeah. You can what, find us. Yes, go ahead. 
Oh, I was going to ask what we're doing next week. Oh, I was going to ask you. I was going to go into the whole spiel of where you can find us, and then I was going to ask you. Go. You can find us on Google Play, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, anywhere where there's a streaming uh, platform. Please like, subscribe, five star. Send us an email at flickypodcast at gmail.com. Please uh, tell your friends and family to listen to us for this awesome content like this Roadhouse episode. <laughs> uh, we would appreciate it. Uh, what are you thinking about? Uh, it, it's going to be your choice. So, uh, you well, first off, we'll probably uh, I'm going to be away next week, so I don't yep. I don't think I'm going to have. Uh, we'll probably have to skip next week. Uh-huh. So it's also know. Thanksgiving. So. Uh, yeah. Um, so it makes sense. Just because I, I I'm going to be doing shit all week. I would uh-huh. like. To try, well, I'll try to sneak it in. I I kind of want to do. I would like to do a newer film, unless yeah. we want to stick in the 80s. Um, no, no, we can do a do newer a film. Cause... of 80s. No, no, no. Whatever uh, you want to do. What, well, I, I have a, a, an idea in the bank. So before I say that, what okay. are some 80s films we could do? See if we can make it a, 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 three, a trifecta. Oof. 80s Stick films. in the 80s as a theme. Like bad 80s films. Google it. I mean, we could go Swayze again. I mean, I haven't seen a lot of Swayze films. I haven't seen Dirty Dancing. I haven't seen Ghost. What else has he done? <laughs> I actually like Ghost. Uh, I mean, th- that's considered a pretty good film, isn't it? It was nominated for Best Picture. There you go. <laughs> it's not a bad uh, movie. I googled '80s movies, and Roadhouse is the second. There one we go. Up, um, if we want to do one we love, we could do They Live. I fucking love that movie, but maybe we should film a movie that's bad. Do a movie that's bad. Uh, Another guy with a with a name named Rowdy. Oh yeah, yeah. Rowdy Piper, <laughs> love that guy. Um, Another movie with Keith David. By the way, Roadhouse does Keith not David use Keith David. It's I, crazy that he's wh- in this film. I, as you was, was he I'm cut? just want to say that. Like, was he was his scene? Were his Why is Keith cut? David? That must have been the best paycheck he ever had. Yeah, he did nothing in this movie. Nothing, and he was known by now. The thing came out. Yeah. Anyway, and they live came out. The Outsiders. I don't know. Do it for you. Yeah. Uh, Pony Boy. Last Crusade. You can do Indiana Jones, The Last Crusade. I haven't seen... Uh, I've never seen The Last Crusade. I've only seen The Last You scene. never saw that movie? I saw it... In, I remember watching it in school. I watched it in school one day, but like I don't remember it. Like I, And again, that's another scene where I remember... I like it a lot. It's, it's nowhere near as good as the first two, but still, it's a, it's it's, a good movie. It's it is. A, it's the second one. Third one. Second one's Temple of Doom. Temple of Doom's the second one? Yeah. Oh my God, my whole life I thought Temple of Doom was the Temple third Temple of Doom one. is actually a prequel. Yeah. Oh wow! I didn't know that. Yeah, um, which makes sense when you, when you watch it. It makes sense because you actually see a change in Indiana Jones. Yeah. Oh really? Yeah. He's kind of an asshole in the beginning of the movie. Uh huh. Interesting. Yeah. Uh, okay. Screw the '80s because I can't find the decent one. Okay. Uh, unless we change it mm-hmm. in between recordings. Uh, I would like to do All Quiet on the Western Front. On Netflix? Yeah. The new one? Yeah. Just because I've heard different okay. things about it, so I want to see what I what i think i i've no i i don't i don't really know anything about the idea but i i do know people who really love the book did not like the film mm-hmm. and they didn't like the changes and so i heard i've heard uh i don't want to say mixed reviews but polarizing reviews i'll say mm-hmm. uh with certain people so uh let's do all quiet on the western front all right uh if i end up really liking it and i really like his film it might be a another uh might make you want to read the book gushy podcast that's true um I've seen it already. I'm going to rewatch it again, obviously, and take uh, notes for it. Uh, I like it. I, th- I think it's a good movie. Um, cool. I don't like the ending. We'll talk about it when we get to it. 
That's what I heard. So a lot of people don't uh, like the ending. But like I, there's reasons for it, and I understand why they did what they did. Um, but yeah, I mean, it's gonna be an Oscar favorite. I don't know if it's gonna get nominated for a bunch of things, but it should be nominated for its cinematography and director at least. I think. Yeah. Based off what came out this year. Okay. It's cool. really it's a really well made movie. Yeah. Um, okay. All quiet on the Western Front. All right. Well. Uh, oh, also, if you oh. want to watch Roadhouse, it's on Netflix. Yes, and you should watch. Yeah, you Roadhouse. should watch it. I it's highly great. recommend this movie. It's a great movie. Yep. Ignore everything we just said. Yep. Uh, <laughs> all right. Well, until until next time. Bye. Bye. Bye.